0: Chick 1-2-1-2, Bitch.
1: Yo, 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 yo! What it up? Is, this is episode 179, 179 of the illogical sense podcast. This is your boy Busby.
2: Give me a hell, yeah!
1: And over here is your boy JC No Hundred <laughs> and Martin.
0: Yo, what the fuck is up, guys?
1: happy 420, motherfuckers. Happy 420, baby. Yeah, man. Spark up, light up, stand up for your rights. Yeah. Just make sure it's in your house. Not like them fucking don't don't be like the MAGA niggas in fucking Sacramento.
3: Ah shit.
1: Fucking idiots. Shit. They can't
3: even call it MAGA. It's
1: everybody, man. Boy, everybody. They're all fucking idiots. fucking idiots. Yeah. All it's idiots. It's like a small, colors. It's like a small portion of it. When I saw like the drone shot of it, it's only like it looked like it's only like 50 people but those 50 people can spread it so it's like yep whatever niggas spread it into right. 50 different areas with more than 50 different people at a time and 50 different area codes with all the fucking hoes fucking yep. idiots <laughs> anyway it's not it's not drift on that shit that was y'all 420
3: man I'm gonna tell you like this my entire week has been fantastic really I only worked twice last week you made how much No, I only worked two days last week. Oh, damn. I was focused on, I was, well, I was forced to, first, I was forced to take three days off because I had to get the car repaired. Um, Mm. Which, shout out to Repair Smith, round of applause to them. Uh, I qualified and I was under that $500 coverage for the repair, and all I needed to do immediately was just get my battery changed. Mm -hmm. And then they swapped out my battery, and then they gave me a copy of the oil change. Nice. Yeah, so I did that and then they replaced my the battery and my fob key which I desperately needed mm. so that helped out tremendously
1: hmm. well, that sounds cool my yeah. black well, my black ass you know I worked you know central shit as always
0: yeah.
1: and I pretty much stayed in the house and just been shit you know of course insecure and you know I actually just couldn't wait for Saturday Ugh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, we get to Saturday. Well, but much? before we get to
3: Saturday, let's just give let's just give one round of applause for our culture this week because our culture ran shit this week in every single imaginable way.
1: Really? Oh yeah. The culture really did a lot of shit. <laughs> we we literally broke the internet or we showed the IG servers that, yeah, the culture runs this shit. Right. You know, and it was great. Like first, it was the fuckery and the and the greatness of Teddy Riley and Babyface, and then it was it was ESPN finally showing the Last Dance documentary. It was you know they call it the Michael the Michael Jordan doc, but you know practically it's the Bulls documentary. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah, insecure
3: drop like you said,
2: mm-hmm. and
3: then just music in general, man. Yeah, a lot of great music did drop, man. Yeah. So, but like you said, let's let's start off to where it all began. Mm-hmm.
1: Just to let you know, JC, you sound hella muffled. Eh, it'll sound fine when it's recorded. Okay. Like, it doesn't, like, it, pretty much we can, like, barely, like, it sounds really just muffled on all
3: end-ish. Uh,
1: it's, I don't know. I'm trying to
3: fix it, but at the same time, I'm trying to make sure that all the audio stuff goes, so hopefully no, okay. it'll come back. But I gotta yeah, we,
1: record all this stuff. You no, know, we lie, people. Yep. <laughs> That's how it goes. Anyway, so, Martin, you didn't see the fucker, huh?
0: Bro, I was just working, and working. Work, 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 work. Work, 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 I didn't have time for shit, bro. To be honest with you. <laughs> mm. Well, and working and smoking. I guess. So where to go? So, <laughs> on Sat- so on Saturday it was
1: the main event. It was the main event of Teddy Riley versus Babyface for the Versus, you know, presented by Swiss Beats and Timberland. So, Yay. I was excited. Like, this that Saturday, I was extremely excited for this shit. Like, I'm like, oh my god, this is really about to happen. I woke up, I was, I exercised, I went out for a walk, I was just like, <laughs> shit, I was listening to Teddy Riley and Babyface playlist and shit. Like, I was like, okay, this is, this is going to be fire. But then in the back of my mind, I was thinking, "Teddy, don't fuck this up." That's what I was thinking to myself. Like I was thinking cuz I say, like, "Well, baby is in it." So it's like, alright, this is cool." So, mm-hmm. you know, I was looking at the time. I'm like, "Oh shit, it's about that time." So then, you know, Teddy, Teddy Rally was live. So then I go on Teddy's I go on Teddy's IG live, and then I see microphones. And then I mm-hmm. see a DJ setup, and uh, he has like a whole Coachella <laughs> yeah, like setup.
3: Yeah, and I was like, sure. "Yeah, dude."
0: Yeah, it pretty looked like
3: a setup from the concert he did
1: with uh, Blackstreet a couple weeks ago when he
0: first yeah, announced the
3: shit.
1: That's pretty much what it looked like. So I was like, okay, I was like, okay. But then I thought about t pains I remember I T-Pain, and Little John, and T-Pain kind of had that uh, kind not not like his setup, but you know he was kind of extravagant with it. Same with yeah. fucking Premier and RZA. So I'm like, okay, you know he's trying to put on a show. So okay, okay, right. whatever. I was like, okay, whatever. So. You know, so first baby face, first it was just two old niggas trying to figure out Instagram live. It's just. <laughs> Which is always funny. God.
3: Yeah, but man. Sin- it's... Sincerely, it's always fucking funny. Like, the it's... older generation and technology just does not mix at all. It's hilarious. Yeah,
1: because they were trying to figure out how to get on each other's live and all types of shit. And it was, it was just like, that's oh, just fucking annoying, man. <laughs> so then. They finally get on live together, baby. Like, I and first cause first of all, let's, Teddy Riley, this nigga, this motherfucker had a whole setup, and there was hella people in there. Like, he's not even practicing social distance at
0: all. Oh, for real.
1: There I was know. hella people in there. He had a DJ setup. He had drums. He had, like, literally a live band in there. And I'm like, he ain't practicing social distance at all. I was like, why can't he just have a laptop and just, you know, do it there? But all right, whatever. Whatever. So then, you know, you see Babyface, and he's just in a studio in a nice little, ver- like, velour suit, and he's just chilling. Not show <laughs> with, with candles, too. Yeah, with candles, and he was just chilling. And he had a little microphone and his headphones, but he was just chilling. You could tell he was showing his age, too, even though he didn't look. How about, he just turned, what, 62?
3: 62. Ish? 52 what? or 62? Okay, he just, no, he
1: turned 62 last week. Uh, wow, he didn't look 62. He didn't look 62 Damn. at all. Yeah. That's Black, Black don't crack, <laughs> bro. So yeah, so they come, so he comes on, and they're trying to figure out the sound, and then the, and then you start hearing an echo on Teddy's side, and he goes and says like, "Babyface, you are saying it's from you," and you know, Babyface, like, I don't know what you' are talking about, bro. But and I'm looking at this <laughs> yeah, like, was okay, let's get this that. shit situated. I'm like, all right. So then, you no, know, what'd you say?
3: now I said that was just the funniest shit about it is you could tell everything was going on on Teddy's side of the, of everything but they kept saying hey baby face it's your mic and he's just like no i ain't do anything pretty <laughs> like, much it was it was about what at any given moment it was about 330,000 of us that were stressed and upset and yeah. baby face wasn't one of them
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was just chilling he was calm he was very calm yeah. so anyway so then baby so after that like they, were, they finally got set up and shit like that so then i guess uh, Teddy Riley went first, and he had a whole setup. Like, what was the first song he played? Uh, he started with "Dirty Fresh" as the show. Yeah, the show. But the, it sounded cool. But then all of a sudden, he had like a whole DJ set. It was like a whole intro, and it sounded like a concert setup. And I was just like, yeah. Why are you doing all this? This is too much. And he had like a hype man in the background, and then it was just like it was too much. He was doing too much. And then what made it worse is that you could you could barely hear it. <laughs> And it was echoing. No, it was it like, It's the. It was a fucking echo. Yeah, it, oh, Baby could could hear it. Hear it. it was the echo, pretty much. And I'm just like, I was like, okay, this is going too much. So then, you know, babyface returned, and what was it? Um, I only mess with you on two, like two occasions. Yeah. Then he came back with just that, and, all the, yeah. and all the, yeah. yeah. that's I was yeah, one zero, and then fucking. Teddy Riley came back and you he still hear the echoes. He's still having technical difficulties, and then he did another. What was the other song
3: he did? I forgot because all I know is Bobby uh, Babyface countered with uh, two Uncle Bobby Brown songs, and like at that point I was like, it don't even matter what's wrong with his audio. He's down three zero anyway. So yeah, it was three <laughs> zero at that point. And then after like, that,
0: JC bro. <laughs> No, it was no seriously,
1: it was three zero. No, it was three zero. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> And then what made it worse is that you see a, when you look in the comments you see a who's who of the industry was in there. You saw you saw Tamar Jackson, you saw Mariah Carey, you saw Jermaine Dupree, you saw Diddy, you saw every like it was Tony. a who's t- I said, Tony Braxton, everybody oh, but was then in there. You
3: saw uh, Tamara Braxton she. was even in too. Tamara Braxton mm-hmm. was getting more yes. pissed than Tony, and Tony was the one that was talking all the
1: <laughs> shit, so that was even more funny. Oh yeah, so then it just got to the point where the audio really just got fucked up on what's his name on Teddy's side, and I was getting irritated. Like I was texting JC, like this nigga pissing me off, like and, I, and he was legit pissing me the fuck off because like nigga, you wasting, you're wasting my goddamn time, even though we have Man, all the time in the there. world I was right saying, now.
0: Bro, you're, you're you're getting mad about wasted time, like even yeah, though you're dude, the one it, that it, no, it,
1: it was. No, it was it was just like it was the point that it was just like the principle of it, like you motherfucker, really. And, this, and the thing is, I knew this; I had a feeling this was going to happen, and it happened, and I was pissed, and I was getting pissed because I knew what was happening. So then, after that, like pissed.
3: I was laughing my ass off. My mom was over laughing. Um, Larissa came over; she was cracking up. Cleo and I were texting each other, just laughing. Cleo's mom was clowning the shit out of him talking about whose man's is this seriously
1: I'm like this, is, <laughs> this nigga recorded da- I got so mad this nigga recorded dangerous man I'm like really bro like <laughs> they got to the point I was, I, I was talking to someone on Twitter like this nigga was gonna play re- cause he had like a microphone set up so he could just talk in autotone and shit and they got to the point where I was going, like this nigga gonna play remember the time to do Michael's ad-libs that weren't even supposed to be there and I was like <laughs> nigga was all going like yeah west side gun ad-libs and shit bu- 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 Wow. Yeah. <laughs> no, gonna, you know, been, wow! No, I was going. No, I would have been like, <laughs> 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 "Fuck all that!" So it was just getting worse and worse. And then after that, you see Teddy just getting irritated. Like he has his hands on his hips, and he just turns around. He just turns around and shit. And I'm going like, "What is going on?" So then, <laughs> so then he leaves. Well, see what happened was
3: too so what made it even more funny because then at that point, Swiss and Timbaland were they started mess or sending comments just like. Yo, we gotta figure this shit out because it's not sounding good. And so that made just it, said shut me, it down. What had me cracking up the most was that uh, Teddy's boy comes back to the screen, like, we're gonna get this figured out. Give us 30 minutes. And I was like, fam, we already an hour and a half in. What are you talking then,
1: about? <laughs> bro. And then, especially Tyrese in the comments when he said throw in the tile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wrote. Throw oh in the. T- he God. he meant to put tile.
3: Somebody in did this. Tile,
0: yeah. tile. Good job, brother.
2: <laughs> Good it, job. It was just fuckery. <laughs> just, so that, like
3: when all when everybody was ready to
1: blame Teddy Riley for all of it. Here comes Tyrese right on time, just being Tyrese. What he said. Jody was just being Jody. That's pretty much what it was. Yeah. So then, so after that, like, Teddy had his fucking arms crossed, and he was, not arms crossed, but he had his hands on his hips and turned around and shit like that, because he played another song, but it was still muffled, and just, you couldn't hear shit, so then he kind of leaves, and then his cronies come in, his crony come in and goes on the mic and says, yeah, everybody, we gonna take a 30 minute break, hold up, what? <laughs> We're going to take a 30 minute break And be right back I was like nigga what I threw my Canada dry at the wall I'm like what I, And then I, I was just pissed And then and then within like 10 and I guess within 5-10 minutes Babyface goes back on his Facebook and says You know what guys Really calm He's like you know what guys let's just do this another day you know it's everything's just messed up we have to get it right so let's just do this the other day and my god everybody was pissed off everybody you know to to, to like, fucking tony that so hard. braxton Tony Braxton was on. I didn't know she was a Twitter. I didn't know she tweeted like that. She was getting gifts and everything. She was like, one of us. She was going in on Teddy. And then <laughs> she was going in on Teddy. Mariah Carey was pissed off. Dude, on IG Live, Swizz and Timbaland go on, have an emergency IG Live meeting going like, yeah, man, it's just less is more. We shouldn't have it like this. I had to tell them to shut it down. Da-da-da-da-da. And then <laughs> fucking, I saw a young guru of Jay-Z's engineer. He was pissed. It was just... <laughs> Man, I was mad. I was. I was pissed. I was so close. I was laughing a...
3: ass off the entire time. You know what was made so... it more funny
1: to me though. Mm. It was the fact
3: that Babyface showed up late, ran three songs, was up three zero at that time, and still was able to get off in time to watch the ten o'clock news down in Atlanta. Like pretty much. <laughs> that's what made it more funny to me. Which was <laughs> he was late. He still yeah, came his It was and like, like seven thirty.
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it ended like at seven thirty, so that's like ten thirty Atlanta time. So he could have literally watched the eleven o'clock news at that time, got in his pajamas and just chilled. He yeah, and remember, that, he just got over the, the fuck he just got over the fucking
3: virus too. Oh for
0: <laughs> real.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> but see now it, now it makes sense why I understand why you were completely pissed off. You had a whole fucking triathlon getting ready for this battle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: It was, it was just it, it was It was a lot And I was just pissed So then within I think was it was the next day no, no 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 So then within hours People f- figured out Why Teddy Riley shit Was fucked up Because this motherfucker Was streaming on his own website At the same time Sneaky yeah, that shit. He was being very very oh, sneaky He didn't tell nobody about it Cause if you go on their fucking When you go on his Instagram page He did not tell He did not tell no one To go on the website At all he said the after party is on teddyrallylive. com but he didn't he didn't highlight the website he didn't put the it wasn't the stamp wasn't on the logo or nothing he didn't promote it or nothing and I was like what what huh. the fuck so then I did my research and I looked up this streaming platform and it, it is just like really it has barely over a thousand people. Teddy Rally's the only person that follows it. I look at the website. The website has potential, but it's a no. And it's just like, dude, and then when you and then when you look on the footage of what he was doing, he was being hella sneaky. He had a whole production. And the, yeah. the sound quality was good. There was editing. It was, it was he was doing too oh, much. It, it
0: sounded amazing.
1: Yeah. yeah. And he was trying to he was trying to multi stream from his iPad and that website. And, and then mind you, on Instagram live there was almost like 400,000 people were in there at one time. It, it crept it peaked at like 400,000 until the fuckery happened. Yep. So I was pissed. I was ready to go on here and start going on a whole rant about this nigga because he pissed me the fuck off, wasted my damn damn time during a pandemic, which I could have been watching other shit. I could have been doing shit like taking a nap. I, dude, I was so mad I nearly called into work Just so I could work for two hours wow. Get
0: out of here Get the fuck out of here Get man. my mask,
1: you- get my gloves <laughs>
0: stupid.
1: That's You oh, stupid was, was, That shit was funny oh as I, I was about to delete tracks off Dangerous I was about to delete all the Teddy Riley tracks <laughs> off Dangerous That's how get mad, so mad I was <laughs> Okay Give a damn I was mad. I didn't even oh, want to listen shit. to Remember the Time. I didn't want to listen to none of that. I was mad. I was big mad. And I, ain't mad. I ain't afraid to say it. So then the next day. Nah, I had a, I had a good old time. I just I mean, it I was laughed funny? I left it all,
3: I laughed it all off. The jokes were flying on Twitter. And
1: then they were, you know, going all the oh, social media, period. Oh, we forgot the quarter uh, of the night. Period. We've got the quote yeah. of the day from Babyface when he says, "Like, oh, how you doing? How you doing, Babyface?" Why like Teddy, F- Teddy Rye's trying to figure out everything with his whole group. He's like, "Oh, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just chilling, social distancing. <laughs> you know, I'm just, so, I'm just here chilling, social distancing, and all that. <laughs> the fuck, I'm here alone by myself, social distancing, and all that. The fuck, because I'm telling you, Teddy had a whole crew up in his house because he doesn't really believe in the whole shit. He's a 5G believer, so."
0: He's a 5G believer. He
1: is. He's, he said really? it. In, yeah, he's, he talked about it in the interview with
0: oh, Charlemagne. What the fu- I thought you were joking. No, 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 I'm
1: being dead ass serious. He
0: oh, really believes crazy. that
1: shit.
3: Well, yeah. The irony, the irony of all that is he's the one that believes it, but Babyface is the one that got it. <laughs> Ain't that a bitch. Yeah. Whatever. So then after that, the next day. Uh, yeah, so next day happened. Um, Swiss Beats came on and said, all right, we got it all squared away. We talked to both. And we are going to have it scheduled for Monday for 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And I'm like, that is perfect timing because that is right before we record our podcast anyway. So what a great way to go into the pod. And as much of a shit show that I fully enjoyed on Saturday. Boy, was it worth it to just get to the actual battle that we just got done witnessing because that
1: was a clash of the titans. Oh yeah, of course. Because I because when he did it first, I was just like, "Okay, let's just do this." So either this is gonna be this is either gonna be great or this is gonna be more fuckery. Either I'm gonna be very happy, Or I'm gonna be even more pissed off. So either either way, and I'm. Where'd you end up being? I ended up enjoying myself. Exactly, because you know, yeah, why? I sometimes myself. sometimes Good certain shit is
3: just worth all the all the bullshit. Sometimes certain things are Ooh. just worth it.
1: Nah, that uh, my time, no. But Get Saturday, was, Saturday yeah, wasn't worth it. Is, man, but today, today, it, today was never great. In. This Monday oh, right. was great. Well, niggas, the fuck? You ain't got shit to do. So then I was just but like, so well, back, fuck it.
0: You, you see how he becomes a dick I keep nah, saying I that. for real. I keep
1: saying
3: that. One minute he'll f-
0: be
1: like, no, nah, you wasted
3: my time. I ain't, got, I ain't got time to be wasted like this. And the next thing is like, no, nah, I got nothing but time. We ain't got shit to do.
1: Like, Draw a line in the sand and pick a side. Nah, I keep We're it right. very inconsistent when it comes to shit like that. I done told man, you this.
2: Man, <laughs> man.
1: Anyway, so then yeah, the battle, the real back is after. Actually, this time Teddy Riley actually he was in his studio by himself, and now he wasn't by himself. Yeah, but he had a whole lot less people there. He still had people there. Yeah, I was just like, yeah. okay, and everyone was telling him, "Don't touch nothing." Just like I said, everyone in the comments said, "Don't touch nothing," because there were times during during it he kept trying to move around and shit and fucking up his phone and shit. And it was like, dude, just chill, just chill. So then it happened, and it was just organic. And it got to the point where I wanted to like score. I was trying to keep score, but then it just got to the point where I just didn't care, and I just enjoyed the fucking music. It was great. It was absolutely great, even though it ended abruptly. Because, no, it got to the point where for one funny part Especially Babyface, his little shade and transitions Them shits were fucking hilarious Like the part where because There was a time where he was like, oh that's cool And all of a sudden he takes out a fucking guitar Yeah What the and fuck? starts. And starts There's singing, like can I see you again yeah, there was another part where wow. he, uh, he looked at
3: Teddy and he's like, "Oh, I didn't know you did that." See, I'm gonna tell the story real quick. Then he tell the story, and then he goes, and then it just goes into this, and then he played this song. <laughs>
1: he's like, "Oh, Michael <laughs> and Jackson." Then,
3: um, and then uh, Teddy played a remix of one of his songs. I get lonely. Face was like, and "No, no,
1: no that that was a re- that was Janet's remix. Black Street. I know exactly what remix it was. It was the I Get Lonely Black Street remix. And that's why Teddy. No, he and was baby about, face. Uh, he was, was talking like, about the Janet remix.
3: Huh? He was talking about the I Get Lonely, yeah, the I Get Lonely Janet remix.
1: Yeah, the Blackstreet remix, because Blackstreet was on there, and he was all, and Babyface was all like, oh, you did that? Oh, you doing remixes? Oh, well, that's cool. I don't do remixes.
3: (laughs) No, he said, I don't know if we, I didn't know we could do remixes, which I had to give credit to Teddy, because I was like, ooh, face, that means you ain't been watching, because we, remixes are definitely allowed in this motherfucker. So he <laughs> threw some shade, but it was shade that I was like, eh, that's not gonna fly with me, buddy, because
1: we've nah, been nah, doing
3: remixes. Did. No, he's
1: saying, Oh, we can't I didn't know that we were allowed to do remixes. That's fine. I'll do remixes. And then he just plays his original <laughs> shit. It was
0: <laughs> yeah, it was a shade. That's Which it was, was just- wild though he
1: it
3: was wild because he actually did play a remix because um, every little step. Every little step is a remix because the album the album version sounds a hell of a lot different than the actual single.
1: Like it's actually remixed. So the re- so the single is the babyface version.
3: No, both of them are the babyface version. But the no. one that got pushed as the single is a it's a remix version. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, and it was the funny. He got to the point where he got. In those his... aren't the same.
1: It was funny because he got into his re- he got into a soundtrack bag. He's like, "Oh, I know you gonna play that." Like, okay, I didn't want to do this. But yeah, soundtrack bad. he's like, yeah, this is soundtrack vibes, and he just plays something from the Boomerang soundtrack. It was just he he went to album cuts, he he and then he he had time where he edited the tracks to so he could get the bridge in there. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was playing Can We Talk, and he got Teddy, and he got, t- uh, what's his name? T- t- Tevin Campbell's bridge on that. I was like, oh, he put the bridge on here? Oh, you fucker, that ain't fair.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Nah, there was a select few rounds where I was just like, yo, this is. These are two dudes literally just. If this is basketball, as soon as one shoots a three down the court, another one just comes down and dunks it, and vice versa. Like, round three, Martin, hmm. round three was teddy play just got paid and then babyface counter would rock steady that was round three like jesus criminy and then it got to round five like threw me for a loop because round five was peace of my love versus ready or not and i was like damn this is they throwing haymakers at this point point. and then just when i thought that so this is what i actually liked that teddy did because I think they just—they actually should start doing this down the line. Teddy in the second half of the battle, he actually took it to football rules, where it was okay. If I'm going first for the first half, let's just switch so that way, it's the second half of the battle, you do use your songs first and then I counter the songs. So because the way I had it scored in the first half, Babyface was whooping his ass. Like I'm just gonna call it for what it was. Like it—it it, it wasn't close after a while. Babyface was. Playing I the guess. On him. It, was
1: nah, eh, <laughs> it was even for me. It was even no. on both sides. I mean, for you, maybe. Yeah, to me, for, for me, for me, right yeah, for me. Right when it was well, like well, competition. I guess, I guess it was. For I'm me, not gonna say it was. It was a, I'm like, not gonna
3: say it was a hardcore ass whooping. Mm. But by the end of round nine, it looked like it was gonna
1: start getting ugly because I had a six three baby face. My God, you I see, I just, I just stopped forgetting about the rounds. I was just like, man, fuck the rounds. Let's just enjoy the damn music. And they were both just like, it was just great on both ends. It was just like, yes. Yes. Just, damn. It was like, oh, it was like, it was like this face after this face. Like, mm, mm.
2: Yeah. Yes. Like I
3: said, the the first half is when he, the first half was when Babyface had it. But I I liked how the Teddy's, when he was like, okay, you go first and then I'm a counter. Because once he did that, to me on my scorecard, that's when Teddy started coming back and he was able to start countering. Like, bro, there's no way going into, like, when Face did round 13 and then he starts pulling out his guitar He starts playing "When Can I See You" live acoustic. I'm like, oh no, he's got this in the bag. Like it's a wrap. And then Teddy comes back and counters. He counters with "Before I Let You Go," and I'm like, bro, how the (laughs) hell did he just steal this round? Like he literally just stole the round. And then round 14, the one after that, Whip Appeal comes on. And so, I've never told you guys this. I am a huge fan of the harmonies on Whip Appeal. Like to me, Whip Appeal has arguably the best harmonies. Ever. So hmm. in my mind, I'm like, okay, what? like he's got it. Like what can Teddy do at this point? There's not much. And then Teddy comes through with let's chill. And I'm like, well, score that one for Teddy, because
1: <laughs> <laughs> ain't, ain't much to that after. I remember it got to the point where he was just playing all the ballads and then Teddy was all going like, no, Teddy was like, yeah, I got to just take it back to the clubs. And then he just plays Michael Jackson's In the Closet. I was oh, like, oh, yeah. you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and the crazy thing is, when he got into his Michael bag, I thought he wouldn't have went to Remember the Times, but he was playing damn near all the tracks from Dangerous, all the well-known tracks, like In the Closet, Jam. And uh, he played the SWV track. That was like the first track. But I was just like, okay. I was like, "I, I, I would have thought he would have gotten into his Remember the Time bag, but, you know, it is what it is. The sixth round was special.
3: Sixth was round was this? when uh, Teddy played uh, "High Five, uh, the "Kissing Game," um. and then Babyface countered with "Every Little Step." Like, even though for me that's a landslide, like I'm going Bobby all day. Like the fact that those two went up against each other, that was incredible. Hmm. I love the I love the song "The Kissing Game." Like that's hmm. that's my shit. So the fact that they put it up like against arguably my one of my favorite R and B songs. Period. I was like, I actually had to think about it just for a tenth of a second. Like, shit. Uh, no, I'm going Uncle Bobby. But this is close. I like this.
1: <laughs> Man, it was It was just, like I said, with me, I was keeping score. But I was like, why am I keeping score off this? This is just, this is great. Like, this is just literally great music either way. I love this shit. I was like, I love this. This is great. Cause this, this is exactly what it should have been on Saturday. That's exactly what it should have been. It was just great, and
2: man, the I mean, was that-, that
3: and you say that and everybody would definitely want it. But I think what happened on Saturday made me appreciate this seeing it earlier tonight. Like it made me appreciate it that much more because it was like the simple fact of this is what I knew had the potential. But at the same time, we ended up getting laughs out of it on Saturday and just had, like it oh, yeah. turned into. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it was I wasn't even upset by thinking about oh this should have been on Saturday. It was like nah, this is. This is why we were all pissed off on Saturday to witness this moment right here because it was worth it in the end.
1: It was, it was beautiful. It was, it was a great battle. It was the worst. I don't even call it a battle. It was like a teaching session. It was like a. It was like a teaching <laughs> moment for R and B artists to just realize this is what music is. Like this is what music is. This is what this is what it should be. You know, this is this is how it is to sing about love and just sing about just enjoying yourself. You know, yeah. so that's pretty much what it was, and I just just loved it. It was like, like you said, it was like what happened on Saturday was a classic Black Twitter moment. That was one mm-hmm. of those moments that we're all gonna remember for like forever. Like that yeah, no, was you, can,
3: you. You pinpoint exactly where you were when that shit happened. Like you. That's the that story going that you to, tell
1: the next generation. That's going to be a moment. That's a moment in time, and yeah. then and then and then on Monday, all was like this time. We, like over four hundred thousand people showed up on that IG live on Saturday on this past Monday. Almost half a million people were on IG live, mm-hmm. and it literally crashed the servers. Yes.
2: It yeah. crashed Are you the servers. Yeah, yeah, like people tried that, to get uh, in and they
1: couldn't get in. Yeah, it Damn. peaked at 501, 501, yeah, five
3: hundred one thousand. is where it peaked.
1: Yeah, and then people tried to get in, and they couldn't get in. Like it literally would say, "We have trouble loading your this IG live, this IG live. Come back again. Come back later."
0: That's fucking crazy. That was they, fucking they, wild. My God, they
3: it so hard that when they had to, the, because you know how IG live it only lasts for an hour. When yeah. You go, uh, when you do the duo, they stunned mm-hmm. so hard that after the eighteenth round, they couldn't even get on back on each other's lives. That's how bad. <laughs> Like that's how much ruckus they caused on the damn platform. They couldn't even get back on each other's IG live, so they had to finish out the rounds just doing their song solo. And then it wasn't even rounds, the man. Of, mm. They just
1: they just got to the jam it was just jamming. At that point, they was just jamming. They was just playing records. They were just trying to wait, and they couldn't see each other. They couldn't request because, like you said, they crashed the fucking shit. So. Yeah. Yeah, so then I saw Teddy Riley. He was on his live, and he was just playing a fucking extended version of Michael Jackson's. He was just going on a Michael Jackson medley. That's what he was doing. And then mm-hmm. fucking Babyface went on his acoustic guitar and just played melodies, and he's just playing some of his greatest Lucy's that won Grammys and shit. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, his throwaways. Throwaways that he didn't use in the battle. So it was, it was just great. It was great. And then Dr. Dre called Teddy Riley and, you know, they reflect. Teddy Riley was on his keyboard just just putting ad-lib music to Michael's music and vocals. It was just, that was great. That was just love, great. And then he played Remember the Time in the end. It was like, oh, now you want to yeah. play it. What I enjoyed the most <laughs> about this he's, battle he's, was I
3: was able to watch it with my mom and, like, you enjoy say? it with my mom. I said what I enjoyed most about this battle was I was able to sit and enjoy it with my mom. Like, yeah. just like Does look at my mom and be like, thank you for just thank you for raising me on this music i appreciate it wholeheartedly and, and then there was oh, yeah
2: yeah, I think. yeah yeah
3: and then there were honestly there were certain rounds i couldn't even pick i just looked at my mom i was like what was the bigger one when you were at the clubs and she would give me a breakdown of what what song was doing what at the time and she's like nah that one won the
1: round and i was like cool i'm going with your work you were there not me <laughs> shit
0: that's cool, dog.
1: I mean, that's cool. Hey, man. With me, like my, like I said, my mom introduced me to both Teddy Riley and, and Babyface with their music. Like Babyface with the, with the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack. Teddy Riley all over the Dangerous album and New Jack Swing and shit. I mean, I wanted them to watch it, but they could really give a fuck. Like I tell yeah. them about it, my like... mom was just like, "The fuck, who cares?" My aunt was just laughing about it. My grandma was like, "I don't know what you' talking about." I'm like, "All right, so <laughs> there goes that." <laughs> I was like, "All right, well, all right." So I'm I don't just know gonna. What you
0: talking about? <laughs> Pretty much.
1: So I was like, "All right, well, shit." And I'm supposed to be. You guys are supposed to be the old people. I'm the one enjoying this shit. I know all these damn songs for show. Sure. Right and f- it was funny when fucking Tevin Campbell was on Twitter and he was going like, yeah, just to let y'all know, can can, can we talk? Is a stalking song, <laughs> like it's about stalking. But hey, it works. Somebody did this.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: shit. I was like, he's drunk. Ah. He's drunk right now. <laughs> yeah, he's I mean, saying shit he works.
3: shouldn't
1: be saying. <laughs> no, he's he's been on Twitter. He's been kind of been loose with the tweets. So he was like, fuck it. Tony Braxton was loving it. I thought I, I thought he would play more Tony Braxton. He didn't even get into his Whitney bag. Babyface didn't even get into his Whitney Houston bag. That's the crazy shit about the, it.
3: He got into it at the end because one of the ones that counted was the
1: joint with um, Whitney and Cece. Yeah, I know, but that was when everything yeah. was just like already over Honest, with. So it was just but like, honestly,
3: both of them didn't even go into like their bag bag. Like if you really <laughs> think about it, they left a lot of shit that didn't get played. Yeah, I know. That's, that's the, the f- that's the wild that's thing the about wild all of part. it. Is like they didn't even get into their bag bag.
1: He didn't give it to his Eric Clapton bag. He's like, Well, who has a Teddy Riley produced for? He, he and you know what's even more crazier is that Jay Z has a track with Teddy Riley. With mm-hmm. um um what's it called? City is mine. Yeah, and he also
3: got a track with Babyface on that same album.
1: Yeah, always baby, be we must talking about that song. <laughs> but Ugh but um yeah, I just started realizing like and throughout all these battles, Jay Z has been a factor in damn near a majority of these battles. He was in the mm-hmm. Swizz beat to Timbaland battle, he was in the Boy Wonder and um Hit Boy battle, he was was he in the fucking what was the battle? The Reza and DJ Premier battle?
3: But all he, he wasn't, wasn't, in, wasn't
1: in was the John and T Penguin. And the fucking what's it called? The Neo and fucking um Dante um Austin one. Jonta. Janta Austin. Janta, Janta, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, Jay-Z has been in a majority of those. That's fucking wild to think about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but round of applause message. for them niggas, man. I know, Shit right? For real. Shit. Yeah, round like, this this was, was, of
3: man. This was culture. This was beautiful. That was like, beautiful. This is what it was all about. They said, so, uh, Martin, they said in total, so it was, they peaked at 501,000, but they said in total, over 3 million people tuned in at some point.
1: Like hmm shit was nuts. That was nuts. It really was yeah. nuts. But yeah, that was those extravaganzas for the culture. That was on one side. That's music culture. So now we get to the other culture, the sport culture. I mean this could still be the culture too. It's you know, it's Michael fucking Jordan. He is culture. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we have oh, night really. one. I mean you can't even call it part one. We have night one of the last dance. AKA the Chicago Bulls Michael Jordan documentary that documents literally their final, the final season of the original team. And boy lay off the gunshots.
2: Yeah, what's up? All right. And I've been waiting, 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 baby. we, we aren't all you glad I put it waiting, aren't you, baby.
3: Aren't you glad I put it into the universe and you wasn't, you know... I told all you, all you to be patient.
1: Shit. I told you to be patient. All I told you was to be patient. I wasn't rushing nothing. I just told your ass to be patient.
0: But aren't you happy it. that it came sooner?
1: I yeah. I mean, I mean, everyone should be happy when they come sooner. That's what she said. But <laughs> aren't you?
3: But aren't you happy? <laughs> we ain't talking about everybody else. We talking about you,
1: <laughs> yeah. Dude, I told your asses I'm patient. I am patient. I, I mean, I've been happy if it came now, or been happy if it showed up in June. Either way, whatever. It's here. Anyway, but the way
3: you was talking Your weekend niggas, got fucked I told up because you. of Teddy Riley <laughs> For real <All> because, <laughs> My Saturday,
2: like my Saturday, my my yeah. my Saturday <laughs> got messed
3: up No 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 different there's a difference My Saturday
2: My Saturday got
1: messed up Because of that my Saturday <laughs> night And my enjoyment the principal got messed up Sunday was great I watched fucking I watched The Last Dance and Insecure But I like I've told you when it came to The Last Dance I'm, All I kept telling you was to be patient About it and it will show up when it shows up now it's here but anyway this was just they only showed two parts but man it flew by they talked about a lot of shit but so first much off,
3: information so much information in such a short amount of time and they have barely scratched the surface that's what's crazy about it
1: what's the gm's name jerry Krause. Jerry Krause. bring your ass to the stand bring your ass Somebody did stand this. As
3: of now, we basically, I mean, the story centers around Jordan, of course. Like, he's the one that's had all the the footage and all that. He's the one that came up and said, all right, it's time to do it. So, it's always going to center, center on Jordan. But they also have Scotty, Phil, Steve Kerr, um, a lot of people. Yeah, Rodman, but he hasn't done much yet. Like, he's just, it's kind of been filtered in and out. Um, they actually had Bill Wennington in more than he had Rodman, which was funny to me. It was just, but, it's still the first half. It's still early. Yeah, no, but it's like, but if you understand what I'm saying, Bill Wennington was Bill Wennington. Like, he wasn't a household name. That's what made it all funny. Like, I would have thought we would have heard more from Ron Harper and Tony Kukoc by right now. That's where I'm getting asked. Side note,
1: Keaton and Kel made y'all believe that, want, that the city of Chicago wanted to kill them for injuring Ron Harper. Just wanted to put that out there. Not Jordan, yeah, not Rodman. <laughs> not Jordan, not Rodman, not Pippen, but Ron Harper.
0: Hey, man, Ron Harper, well, yeah, Ron was, Harper was important.
1: Bro. Ron Harper like, had defense, and it was bro. his job to But no.
0: would the whole city want
1: yeah. to kill you? But would the whole city want to kill you over that. At over that him?
0: time, probably. Yeah,
1: because you're fighting for the ball. They it's made you that believe that shit. I was like, word What? Well, no, it's you
3: got to understand. It's not just that. Like, even though the whole story is fictional, like we get it, but the whole premise of it was you fucked with a bull who, you know, bulls were untouchables. That's what it was. Anybody that had a bull's jersey or was in the organization, they were an untouchable. That's how it was presented. And
1: it was true. If it was Jordan, they would have fucking. They would have let that whole shit They They, would have been dead. Like they would never made it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, In seconds. (laughs) For real. (laughs) But anyway. Yeah, there would have been no more Keenan Kell. It would have been Josh and Lori Beth. That would have been the new show. Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but so then they had... uh, Well, of course, rest in peace to Jerry Krause. Uh, um, So they only had the footage of him, obviously, since he's no longer here. But then they have uh, the owner, uh, Jerry uh, Rensdorf. So he's predominantly in it, too. And just the disconnect from the front office to the players and the coaching staff was just like it was how wild did they how did they get this done because there's no way in hell they would have got this done if social
1: media was around there's no way in hell oh had man had- they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have got to that six ring they would not have gotten to that sixth. if social media was around and first take undisputed all them fucking analyst shows were around they wouldn't have gotten to that six ring there would have been no chance because there was so much dis- there was so much tension within that organization first off what's his name how do you say his name again jerry what Jerry Krause. Krause. Jerry Krause. This man told Phil Jackson straight to his face that 1998, 98 was a 97, 98 year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that well, year. Well, the,
3: the set, let me let me set it up for you, Martin. <sighs> mm-hmm. They yep. didn't even make it out of the the fifth championship ring celebration. They didn't even leave the arena before the media started talking about what was rumbling, but from the front office about the 97, 98 season. Mm-hmm. like they were at the press conference celebrating a fucking title and they were getting asked yeah so what do you think about Jerry saying that this is going to be the end for you guys right now like literally like wait what the fuck nigga we just won 20 minutes ago what are you talking
1: about <laughs> yeah oh, they real. were they were literally just questioning they were, trying, they were literally just questioning Jordan about that whole season and shit like that and Jordan was like dude we just won the fucking championship why are you questioning yeah. us about this right now like are you serious but this is what got me then. Phil Jackson walked into that office and Jerry Christ, whatever his name is, Swackhammer. That's what we're gonna call him. He's Swackhammer. <laughs> Swackhammer. <laughs> I mean. Swackhammer told him flat out that this is your final season. I don't care if you go eighty-two and eighty-two and zero. This is it. And Phil Jackson was like, "All right," and walked out. That's all he said. All right. And I'm like, what? My jaw dropped when I heard that shit. And uh, and then they showed the quote that fucking Jerry Christ said when he said that players don't win championships, organizations do. And I'm like, "Nigga, what? Yeah.
0: What? Yeah, that one, I I don't know, man. I don't know how the city of Chicago <laughs> let
1: that man I don't know how the city of Chicago
3: let that man walk. That That was one of my questions of the night on Twitter. It was like, how did, how did he, he, he maneuver? And then if somebody he, uh somebody from Chicago they were like, Oh, because he was basically like a made man, he would flaunt his face like Joe Pesci, and nobody could do anything about it, and I was like, "Oh
1: well
2: that well, makes sense that.
1: yeah, all right, makes sense i mean they they yeah. bull fans did say and they and they highlighted it on the fucking on the documentary that he knew how to draft, he knew how to maneuver during the off season he knew how to get the right players and trade the right players just to build the right team. he knew talent and he knew how to build. Oh so yeah, I
3: want to I want to make that very clear. Jerry Krause is no was no scrub at his he job. No like he was no, he was very prolific. The problem was was that it was his ego. It yeah, had to be about yeah. him,
1: and he yeah. had, it had to, to be the his way. Yeah, yeah, his way. He wanted the credit. He wanted right. the credit, not yeah. just Jordan, not Pippen, not Phil Jackson. He wanted the credit for building the fucking team. He wanted it, and if he couldn't have it, he was just like fuck y'all. And what's even funnier is that Pippen and Jordan, they were just, no, mainly just Jordan. They were roasting his, no, no, it was both of them. They were roasting his ass on the daily. They were yep. even, every time, like, you thought what Hardball said to fucking Jed York was fucked up? Jordan looked at it. The, they have it on footage. Jordan looked that man right in his eye and said, oh, you gonna do some layups? Oh, okay. He yeah, has Lord of the Rim for you. Because he's yeah. hella short. <laughs> said that to his face. And he didn't say yeah. nothing. He just looked at him. Like, what the fuck you gonna uh, say to
2: him?
3: We'll get into Jordan. Pip in his. We'll get into Pip in his entirety, <laughs> but Pip was so fed up with him that he caught him a fat fuck on the bus. Yeah, <laughs> in front of
1: everybody after a game, like he was just mm-hmm. over his shit. Oh, like
3: he shit. just did. They, like they just had no respect for him after a. They no period. no
1: players had respect for him. That's what it came down to. Nobody had respect for him. Yeah, it was just we just have to deal with you because technically
3: you're the person that is responsible for conducting what the roster ends up becoming. Mm. So we just have to continue putting up with you. But understand yes. you don't run shit, we run shit. And yeah. that's where the that's where the internal struggle happened.
1: It was wild. That was wild to see but when it comes to the series part one and pretty much the whole premise is that they're highlighting the last series but they're going back in time showing when jordan got drafted show, no showing his college years showing when jordan got drafted you know they keep going back and forth and shit like that basically which is,
3: yeah they're, they're yeah. basically setting up who was michael jordan because like i was telling you guys before we even started recording it didn't dawn on me until i was watching this like Oh wait, there's actually college kids that know nothing about this man and what he did. Like yeah. mm-hmm. they they just don't know. Right? Yeah. Um, so that's oh, what yeah, the, pretty much that's what they did and, for this. And, yeah, that's what they did for the first two episodes. It was basically who is Michael Jordan, and then when you just get the insight of what makes him tick. Nah, mm-hmm. two uh, two episodes. I I understand everything a hundred percent. I now know why he is that so damn competitive. It started in his family.
2: Yeah. His, yeah, pretty uh, much from his, his dad.
3: Yeah, his brother, Larry, was pretty much the, the golden child in his dad's eye. His mm-hmm. dad would tell him, go get a screwdriver, and he'd come back with a wrench, and he'd look, him, look Jordan or Mike in his eye and be like, boy, you ain't going to be shit. Go in the house with your mama. Like, literally, just hold him to his face. Like-
1: pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> but he didn't slap the shit out of him. He would ridicule him and, and pretty much tell him to be at his best.
2: Yeah, it and was, it uh, was just like, wow. It was,
1: him.
3: Yeah, it was him, his brother, Larry, and then his other brother, I forget who his name was. Um, they were getting into fistfights in competition. Like They they all couldn't stand losing. It wasn't just him. His whole family, they can't stand losing. So they were getting into fistfights afterwards. Like I completely, 100% understand where the hell he was coming from now. I, I totally get it.
1: Okay, you hear me? Yeah, yeah. You hell just got like dark. Like it just Yo, didn't... I didn't.
0: Yeah, I didn't hear. We were shit, trying to bro. be quiet
1: because you were talking, and then it just got all staticky and shit. Yeah, <laughs>
0: we yeah, lied, I people. I
3: came back. Um, but no, but basically, <laughs> oh, what I was saying shit. was. Basically, what I was saying was, I get it. Like, I understand why why he's so competitive now. It's clearly understandable. I mean, I kind of understood it from
1: jump about who he was. It was just like, this is just who he is. It was encoded in him. I'm like, I was like, duh. And then hearing, yeah, seeing how not, his family is, I was like, yeah, nah, that makes not, sense. Not, not to that, ex- not to
3: that that's extreme. Like, his say. dad
0: like, lit- this gave examples though. You're yeah, you guys are telling me.
3: We yeah, we knew who he was. I knew he was competitive. Yeah. I just didn't oh, know yeah, why. exactly But you didn't know how. Like, it was, like, that's what I'm.
2: That's yeah. why. I'm
1: like his dad literally told him, "You're not going to be shit." <laughs> literally,
3: pretty much on camera.
1: Mm-hmm. Pretty much. And it was just crazy And then it, it was just wild And just seeing how he is Especially in his rookie year How he really was just like an alien He was literally an alien in his rookie year that was. It was just like Can you imagine if that Jordan came in this In this era in the NBA He would still be They'd be looking at him like Who the fuck is this motherfucker <laughs> uh,
3: My favorite story from his rookie year Was the traveling cocaine circus that was hilarious. <laughs> Boy, that was my
0: favorite story. <laughs> what the fuck?
3: Motherfucker he, said he was in. They were on the road, walked up to one of his teammates' door. All of a sudden, he hears scrambling, like, oh, hide it, hide it. And he was like, who is it? And he goes, it's, it's Mike. And they go, oh, it's just Rookie. Let him in. Walked in there, said the whole team was doing cocaine.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. There was coke here. There was weed. There was coke here. There was weed here. There was girls over here. Yay, man. <laughs> wow. Yeah, bro. It was. It was. Jordan was just laughing about it. Like he was like, "Who ha, ha, told you that?"
3: He thought it was yeah, accurate. He was like five. He was like five drinks in at that point. Like you could. It was like Rick James status. And he was like, "Is it, is it accurate?" And he was like, "Well." Yeah. <laughs> and they was like, "Well, who did it?" And he goes, "Well, I didn't do it, but the whole team did it.
1: Pretty much, it was practically the whole
3: just dry snitched on
1: everybody."
0: Yeah. Fuck.
3: But
1: there were some in- instances when I was watching this and I was seeing, like, I was kind of kind of putting it on how other players are, like how Kobe is, how fucking, who else? Or was, how Kobe was. And then I was trying to think, who else would I see? Like in Jordan. No, it was just Kobe. <laughs> I was just like, that's how Kobe was. Kobe acted legit like Jordan. Huh. And it was yes. funny. Oh my God. It was funny looking on Twitter and seeing all the bronze sexuals in their feelings. It was hilarious. That is a sickness. Like legitimate sickness. Like
3: (laughs) I know they're in their feelings because they had the same expression as I did. We are only
1: on episode two and we haven't even scratched the surface yet. (laughs) Yeah. Everything that Jordan was doing and then then how Jordan got the sixty three point game when he when he scored sixty three points in his sophomore year in the NBA. His sophomore year against the Celtics against foot. After breaking his fucking foot yep. against four against the Boston Celtics, Larry Bird and all them. And Larry Bird just said flat out, That wasn't Michael Jordan. That was Jesus. That was God dressed up as Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> one of
3: the most famous one of the most famous NBA quotes just in history. Like that Jesus. quote has floated around that sound bite has just floated around ever since he said it. Like it's just Yeah. And then, but see what I what I enjoy too, like shouts out to the editing, because yeah. what I enjoy too is when he stepped foot on that court, the first thing you hear is LL Cool J's "I'm Bad", I'm and the bad. Build up to him taking the first shot,
1: and then mm-hmm. it's just nothing but his highlights, and then "I'm Bad" playing in the background. Perfect. Yeah, it was perfect. It was, and then they had "Don't Sweat the Technique" playing. I think mm-hmm. in the earlier, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, the sixty-three point game. I was just sitting there, like, my god! And he's—he's he's just this—the second year. You thought, what's his name? Patrick Mahomes was crazy. This shit is just like, can you imagine if we saw that shit now in this era? It, yeah. And he did this shit all over LeBron and them, and it would've been like, who is this motherfucker? And he didn't, And he, mind you, he didn't have Pippen, he didn't have Rodman, he didn't have nothing. And they said after that season, the Bulls run off is just go like, we got to build a team around him now, now, now.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, there's, I, I said 3-6
3: Mafia was sick. There's always going to be one fan base that's always more sick when it comes to Michael Jordan. And that's always going to be the Portland Trail Blazers fan base. Yep. When you have they to, every single time, every single time you have to relive, they drabbed of them drafting Sam Bowie because in their minds, well, we already have Clyde Drexler, so we don't need another guard. Fam, what? Like in today yeah. today's league, you get fired for that. Like, what are you talking about? Mm. Another guard? Just stick them both on the wing. What are you talking about? Pretty, but yeah, you know, it, different it just, different NBA at the time because you know it wasn't just their front office. Who was it? Uh, Walt Frazier, several others saying, "Oh yeah, MJ ain't gonna be shit." You know, you got to be seven foot to be shit in this league. Yeah, Look, you, he yeah he's only really six
1: He's just six six. He ain't gonna do nothing to us. Like, yeah.
3: W- what? Like I said. It, like I said. I fully understand why he is the way he is because when his dad said, "If you tell him he can't do something, he's gonna take it personal and he's gonna go off." He, so, and then seeing all those prominent NBA players saying, "Nah, he's not. He's just gonna be a regular guy." Whatever. Like, fam, the whole NBA, aside from a few like Magic and and Larry, saw it. So everybody else saying, "I ain't gonna be sh- okay." Bet. Let me let me just whoop your ass a
1: few times. Yeah, let me let's, let me just prove to you clear. who the fuck I am. Yeah, yeah. and it was and just then the it set. makes all
3: the sense in the world why mm-hmm. they, why all those old heads they don't consider them the greatest. Like yeah, I would feel some type of way too if I said somebody won MVP mm-hmm. shit and they was busting yeah. my ass every single time till I retired from there on out. I get mm-hmm.
2: it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I, I perfectly agree. I perfectly agree with everything Jordan. They was just and this is just part. This is just part one. Part yeah. two. Yeah. Focused on Scotty Pippen and they showed that stat in the beginning. Like he was number two in pretty much everything you can imagine. Jordan was number, number one two in,
3: <laughs> number two in scoring, number everything. two in rebounds behind Rodman, number one in assists, number two in minutes per game. Mm-hmm. Like he was he was the de facto number two. And he, he was, was the sixth highest paid on the team. And he yeah. was the one hundred and twenty
1: second highest pay uh, paid player in the entire league. 122. And I was like, I, that's where my face went. What up? What? And then they went his whole backstory, how he grew up in poverty and all types of shit. He didn't really have shit. So it was kind of like whatever. But then when they started sure, I didn't just, even know he. I didn't even know when he got to college, he started off as the equipment
3: the equipment manager. The only they, reason why he actually got the scholarship was because there were a few guys that couldn't make grades, so they lost their scholarship. That's why He wild, started shit. off as like equipment manager. Yeah. And then... And then... And it was just, he, uh, yeah. And then he, he was able to practice with them, and then when the, when that happened, he kept uh, hassling the coaches, like, let me get the scholarship. And then they said he grew, like, what, five inches or some shit from his all of a sudden. freshman year no to sudden sophomore year? Yeah.
0: Seriously? Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> like, he came in, like, he came in, I think, one, and he was only, like, a buck 50. So then he went and he locked himself in the locker room, um, the weight room, got his weight up, and then all of a sudden he shot up, like, five inches, and then he was good from there.
2: Damn.
3: Yeah.
1: So. It's It's nuts it was nuts and then he was literally like what if Jordan was Batman he was legit Robin like he really was mm-hmm. his his backup that's pretty much Scotty Pippen LeBron James is Scotty Pippen that's what people used to call LeBron James they used to call LeBron James Scotty Pippen that was the that was the best way to describe I guess Scotty Pippen or LeBron James to people cuz Scotty Pippen man you kids don't know how Scotty Pippen was you thought Jordan was crazy Scotty Pippen was just as crazy like man Scotty Pippen could have easily easily been a
3: 25-10 guy if he was the number one on his own team. Like, mm-hmm. easily. It, then when Jordan left the first time, he was very, very close to going to the finals without him, right? He was. The problem was was that he didn't uh, he didn't fully exert himself. Like what, The reason why they ended up losing against the Knicks was because he threw a, a pout because Phil drew up the last shot for a Tony Kukoc instead of him. And so mm. it just—it was because of the way the game was flowing, like they had to get Ooh. it in Coach's hands, and so he—you know—they're gonna off talk about that shit. Going, yeah, no, it's gonna—it's gonna come up. But mm-hmm. talent-wise, he—he definitely like he was no chunk. Like, right? I know it's funny to joke on Scottie Pippen's name, but nah, he was easily top five player in the NBA for
1: I think the last five or six years of that Bulls run. Easy. Yeah, he really was. Robin, I saw. I saw an interview with Rodman. He said flat out that when Jordan left the NBA, Scottie Pippen was the best player in the world. Period. Mm-hmm. And nobody like he said. Not a lot of people know that. He said if Scottie if when Jordan left the first time, Scottie Pippen was the best player in the world. And I was mm-hmm. just like shit. But he wasn't getting paid like the best player in the world. He was underappreciated.
3: Yet yeah, in '91. It was right after they got the first title, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. He, so another part of his backstory, Martin, is that two of his family members were in wheelchairs. So obviously, when he got to the NBA, he became the de facto breadwinner. So what ended up happening was he, he didn't want to bet on him. He didn't want to bet on himself and risk getting the injury and not getting the money. So he mm-hmm. took the guaranteed money. So in '91, he signed his deal for seven years 18 million which was i think two and a half per year which you're saying all right cool because remember at the time this is a different nba there ain't no league pass none of that yeah that's true that's true so it's kind of like okay take the guaranteed guaranteed money the problem was that even the owner looked at him and was like no you're gonna sell yourself short don't sign this contract like just wait it out trust me you are that type of player you can wait this out but that's the problem i can't blame scotty because when you're coming from the situation where you you know you're a breadwinner you got two uh disabled family members you know you gotta make sure you can you gotta make that, that money money yeah true mm-hmm. the, pr- the problem was was that i think it was i think it was only a year later did that tv deal shit start coming into play mm-hmm. and there was that big ass surplus in, in pay mm-hmm. so literally in a span of a year all that changed And the front office, the owner was like, I tried to tell him not to sign it because I'm a person that once you sign the contract, don't come in my office trying to
0: renegotiate. You signed your contract. That's what it is. Makes sense. So, I mean, and he did warn him too, like, yeah, just hold off and shit.
3: Yeah. So on one hand, it was like, damn. They could have, you know, they could have renegotiated when Jordan retired, seeing as he became the number one. Mm. But on the flip side, it's like if the owner tells you don't sign it, just wait. And once you sign it, don't come back in my office because that's just how it's going to be. It's like, all right, I get it from both sides. Like, it's just, it's a tough call, shitty situation. For sure. Mm -hmm.
1: But it was just like, they they really go into the story. I was like, it's $18 million, right? I was like, $18 Mm -hmm. million? I was like, oh my God like oh and then it gets to the point where Jerry just really just did not care and he was so close to trading Scottie Pippen away from Jordan and Jordan and pretty much it just got revealed like this past Monday that he was gonna go like Tracy McGrady was they were gonna trade him for Tracy McGrady, a rookie Tracy McGrady, and Jordan nixed that shit. He nicked it yeah. like no pun intended. He's like, nah, don't send him over here. <laughs> when, that, that, when, uh, that didn't
0: just get revealed, though. I mean, that kind. I mean, in the show, it probably did, but like that's kind of been known for a while already.
2: Like, well, they pretty didn't much. Reveal tri- it in
3: the, they didn't reveal it in the show. Um, they showed a yeah. the clip of uh, of when Tracy was on the jump. Yeah, and, and Rachel Nichols was like, "Oh, so wait, this is hearsay?" And he's like, "No, Jerry Krause called me, and we had a secret meeting. Yeah, he said, Drew, we're we're trading for you." He said. Then my agent called a few minutes later, like, nah, the deal got nixed. Jordan didn't he?" He cut that shit right away He's like yeah. alright Well I guess I'm going to Toronto So Like
1: that's, it got to that's the how point. it yeah. was Yeah Got to the point Scotty Pippen got so pissed off Cause he know he was Underappreciated and shit He literally demanded a trade He said no, And he before, got to the point for-
3: No remember what, what he did Before that
1: What did he do before, before that Before that
3: He fucked his foot up In the uh, In the yeah. Eastern yeah. Conference finals Yeah and so Instead of getting surgery Right after the finals He was like He Martin He said it Look right in the camera Said My thought process was I'm not gonna fuck up my summer rehabbing, so I just waited. Yeah.
0: He says, "I ain't gonna fuck up my summer." He straight up said it flat out. He ain't gonna, I'm not gonna fuck up
1: my summer. The fuck. fuck? You thought? The fuck you thought? I'm gonna get this ring and then I'm gonna fucking party. Then I'm gonna get the operation. Got me yeah. all fucked up. And if there was evidence,
3: <laughs> if there was ever evidence of two Americas, MJ was the one that called him selfish for that while Phil Jackson was like, nah, I supported him through it because I understood where he was coming from. So, <laughs> no, you know, it was, we just had to adjust to it. Yeah. And, and then it was he, like,
1: wow. He literally demanded a trade because he was pissed off at Jerry. And he literally cussed him out in the bus. And everybody was yeah. looking at him like, oh, shit. Phil Jackson was just like, Scott, you need to chill. He's like, fuck that shit. And he left the bus and he just told a Chicago interview analyst straight up, like, you're never going to see me play for this team ever again. Ever again, and my jaw dropped, and I just thought to myself, like, if social media was around, he would have left. Could you just imagine social media when that was around? Because they because I remember the um, because they showed that the um, the Bulls were losing, they were they they weren't on a 0 4 like losing streak, yeah, they uh, uh, yeah, that that
3: was uh, I knew that because of the um, I mean, obviously, I was watching ball at the time, but the the Bulls championship, you know, these you have the championship VHS's at the end of the season, yeah. Yeah, uh, one of my friends had it, so we, were, we would always watch it, and yeah, no, that was the biggest thing was they came back ready to celebrate, but Scotty was out for like the first three months, and they got their asses handed to him for like the first month, I think in November, I think they finished November like 9 and 7, and that was only because they came back from being down, I
1: think, 4 and 7 or some shit like that. Now, can you imagine social media if it was around that time? Can you imagine the narrative that would have been drawn? Could you say, like, up? Oh, Jordan needs help. Oh, Scotty, yeah. they're not appreciating Scotty Pippen. And oh, yeah. Sco- Scot- Scotty yeah. would have been reading that shit. He would have been just like KD, reading all that shit, watching what the analysts are saying on ESPN, watching first take, watching Undisputed. He, he would have been filling up his head, and he, and he probably would have left. Oh, he I'll take it d- a step further. I will take hmm. it
3: one step further. Scotty hmm. fires his agent, and he goes and signs with Rich Paul and Clutch.
2: Yeah, and then oh, all hell breaks loose. Shit. I mean, yeah, that's if all LeBron was around during loose. that
1: time. I've talked, yeah, like probably some shit like that. But yeah, it, it, well, whatever it was whoever just, like, the was, equivalent
3: of Rich Paul would have been, like yeah, that yeah, really, the equivalent that of that, yeah, place.
1: yeah, like he would have been gone. I was like, the, the Bulls would not have gotten that six ring. They would have gotten there, but they probably wouldn't have won it. Like that's it was because that's how crazy social media is. Look at what look with the Warriors. Like, social media was one of the reasons <laughs> why the Warriors didn't do that 3 P Because they put that little shit in KD's head. And literally. they just, literally, <laughs> they really put that little seed in his head. And the fights, all that shit. Yeah, it literally drove them to, to break up because of that. Social media was the reason why. One of the reasons. Yeah. That's fucking, and I was just sitting there, I was like, Wow. Wow. They wouldn't have made it if social media was around because no one. I bet you, not a lot of people knew about it unless you were really like into the sports like that, Mike. And that's yeah. what just blew my mind. And that was just the second episode. It left on a cliffhanger, saying mm-hmm. you know that Scotty was gonna, Scotty wanted to leave and shit, and then it just leaves like that. And I was just like, that's just two episodes, and I'm already full. <laughs> people
3: were people were upset because uh, they're like, oh, I'm tired of everybody saying that. Uh, only today's players are buddy-buddy, and they do all that shit. Like, look at Jordan. He was playing golf with Danny Ainge during the damn playoff series. And then yeah. people had to people had to explain to them, yeah, Jordan would have played golf with the devil if it meant that he could have gotten an mm-hmm. advantage and into their head to know. Like, it wasn't – they weren't buddy-buddy. It was a means to an end for Jordan. Like, it, he, it wasn't about that. He was trying to do, like, get in there and
1: try to get in your head and figure out what the hell he was able to do. And that yeah, was right before
3: the 63-point game. Right.
1: Yeah, pretty much. He'll play golf with you, but ain't ain't nothing personal. You know, I ain't your friend. He's just
3: trying to no, kill time. Like he's trying
0: to find a weakness and shit. You know, <laughs> all that
1: metal shit It's
0: yeah, psychological. Exactly. Yeah. But like I I'll said, tell you he was, man, I'll tell you he
3: was a real friend. Even though he hmm? was only in there for a little bit, it was Charles Oakley, and boy, Charles Oakley made his presence known. There oh, was yeah. a clip of him choking Scotty, making fun of him, laughing, and then slapping the shit out of him just on the simple fact that he was a rookie. <laughs> 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 Literally did it too. On camera, Charles Oakley will forever be top five all-time NBA. Do not fuck with him list. All time, oh,
2: mm-hmm. for sure. do
3: not
1: fuck with me
2: at <laughs> <For> all. <sure>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he loved Jordan too. Like anyone he that talks does. shit about him, he'll fucking give you the fade. He knew he is he's
3: And, it's, Jordan's, and again, he's
2: Jordan's uh, and again, unofficial it was Skip
1: Bayless, for, huh? He's Jordan's unofficial bodyguard to this day, pretty much. <laughs> It's
3: just
2: they funny because Skip
0: they're Bayless, their best friends.
1: Yeah, oh, I believe it. It's funny because Skip Bayless was going in like he was. He was just. He was on ultimate troll mode. <laughs>
2: he was on Skip ultimate troll. Skip got caught troll. though, which
3: was funny. Mm. Skip got caught because. Um, he was talking about LeBron, which I mean, at that point, it's kind of like, damn, LeBron lives rent- free in your head, too. Oh, yeah. He yeah. he had
1: to play up the character. He had to play up that character.
3: So Yeah, but sometimes, this is what I'm talking about. Sometimes, he teeters that line between character and diminishing what he is, what I believe to be a great, credible journalist. Because oh, he got sober, yeah. yeah, He gets so deep into his quote-unquote character, where it's like, Oh, man. Look at what Jordan was doing at that, uh, that late stage of his career. Could you imagine having to talk about him the way we talked about LeBron being tired? And then Jay Williams brought up an old-ass article of, I think it was either the 97 finals or the 98 finals, the beginning of it. Where mm. Skip Bayless himself wrote an article and said, Jordan performed, but this is clearly the last of it. He's getting tired. Gotcha. And wow. that's my problem with Skip Bayless.
1: Well, Skip, is gonna just say can, what I say. He can be,
3: he can be the <laughs> troll, but it diminishes his. The, it comes at the expense of his actual credibility as a journalist. He's a great fucking journalist. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, for sure that. But so it's just,
3: yeah, that's that's my issue with him. And then another thing, Scotty's everybody with the last name Pippin, mm-hmm. they all sound the same. I cannot tell the difference between any of them. They all have the same. Deep voice. It is
1: funny to watch. (laughs) What's even crazier, though, is just like I'm just watching this and I could just like it was just literally I could just imagine the narratives that would have been drawn if the Bulls would have just kept winning the way they were winning. Like they really I could just see people just saying that Jordan's overrated. I could see people saying that Pippen's better than him. I could just like the pretty much the shit that Kobe was getting during that time period when he was when he was playing and shit. That's that would have been Jordan. They would have been saying the Mm -hmm. same shit. Jordan would have broke all these records, but they would have been saying Isaiah Thomas is better. They would be saying that fucking who else was better? That Carmelo and John Stockton was better. They would have been saying that. Like I can just literally see that, man. <laughs> That's how crazy social media is. Like I can see people saying that shit.
3: There's just there's I, times I really wish from 1984 on is when mm-hmm. you just drop social media. The TV contracts, the League Pass. I just wish you could just drop it right into
1: 1984 and then just go mm-hmm. from there. Man, that would have been a whole lot of shit. East Coast, yeah. West Coast feuds, all the fucking, all that. That's Like I said, this was just the first two parts. Now, mm-hmm. the Internet's going to Internet, and apparently um, the whole series came out overseas like on netflix overseas because this is a joint venture between espn and netflix and apparently episodes have already came out on like on netflix and other countries and shit so apparently the internet's gonna internet they got the episodes and it leaked all 10 episodes
2: oh shit yeah Yeah.
1: and it's out there i mean you y'all could look y'all could find it but it's just like i was thinking about like should should i watch all 10 episodes now if i had if i had it would i watch it I was like, nah. I I rather just wait cuz this is a special this is a special documentary right here, man. This is like showing literally the greatest team in basketball history. One of the greatest team in basketball history. And we're getting all access to them? Shit.
3: Some folks if are I saying had it, fu-
2: mm-hmm.
3: If I had it, I don't think I would binge the entire thing in one showing, but I definitely yeah. would still follow the premise of do um two episodes a night for five nights Mm. i definitely would and then Mm. and then turn around and then watch it with everybody else and then get in the conversation i think that's the dope thing about uh the people that are they have that have the links Mm -hmm. they're all agreeing they're like yo this isn't like power where we're you know you have a few hours on on demand let's talk about it like no fam we have the leaks like we have to shut the fuck up and wait till it gets shown for like you can't talk about this so i do appreciate that
1: yeah, I had to tell Low-Key, my boy low on Twitter, he was all, because he was saying, oh, y'all gonna like episode three about Rodman and that, and I was, and then I put up the Drake, the Drake gif, like, oh. <laughs> and he was like, all right, man. <laughs> He's like, okay, man, don't do that. <laughs> I was like, oh, you telling us about the episode. But pretty much, episode three, for, well, I guess part three and four, who knows, but three's gonna focus on Rodman and the Pistons yeah. and how they were the thorn. They were, they were Jordan's kryptonite at one point. And, oh, man.
3: That's I just like how it's,
1: to, yeah hmm? no it's gonna it's
3: gonna be it, have you ever seen uh the Jordan rules the thirty for thirty on that oh yeah I've heard about that yeah yeah this is if you've seen the Jordan rules now the only thing that's gonna change is you're just gonna see it from their perspective instead of the Pistons perspective mm-hmm. like the Pistons the Pistons perspective they made him appear to be the biggest asshole like we have to shut him down he is pure evil as far as Detroit is concerned like now you mm-hmm. just gonna see it from from the flip and then what i love is i figured out right from jump i was like oh shit it's gonna be Rod- wait they're gonna use Rodman as the centerpiece for not only the jordan rules but they're gonna tie it into how he was actually the one that kept the team afloat while scotty was out during that last season i was like, yes. That's gonna be public nuts like they're gonna be relying on rodman to be
1: the level the narrator guy. yeah the one in the middle yeah oh yeah it's gonna be, and rob and Rodman already has his 30 for 30 so they don't really have to focus mm-hmm. on him like that but yeah It's just like wow, and then I just realized, like, dude, they're gonna talk about when Robin went to. They have to talk about when Robin went to WCW during the finals. Like that's part Mm -hmm. of history. He he literally wrestled. He went to Nitro during the finals. Him and Carl Malone during the finals. I remember and, that shit. and WWE has their own little doc out thing. Shout out to people at WWE that knew this documentary was coming because they already have a documentary about that on WWE Network, focusing on wow. how they got Karl Malone and Rodman to show up. Like Hogan was saying, like, "Yeah, I got fucking, I got, Eric, I got fucking Phil Jackson calling me, cussing me out, and da 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 da. Like, where's my player? And shit." <laughs> oh, Shit.
2: <laughs>
1: and Rodman said, like, he asked. They asked him how did Jordan feel about it. He was like, "Hey, man." Mike, Michael didn't care. He didn't care what I did as long as I showed up on court and just delivered. That's all he cared about. Right. <laughs> I was just like, they're gonna have to talk about that. And again, it was like WCW, like Eric Bischoff again is gonna be mentioned in this. He's he's it, he's etched in history. Man, this yeah. is yeah. I don't know what episode that's gonna be. Cause they're gonna have to mention it. But
2: yeah. this it, it's,
3: the, it's gonna be it's gonna be set up very nice.
1: And it was saying like I was talking about it on Twitter about my boy Justin, And he was saying like I guess it was just I was saying how crazy it is how the GM was really just that Man He was so prideful that he was going to purposely disrupt the dynasty because of his own ego and he was going like, "Hey man, if they're going to do it now, they could if they're going to do a documentary on football st- status, they'll do it on the Cowboys." Mhm. <laughs> what Jerry Jones did to the Cowboys and shit. That last Super Bowl Jeez. run. Oh, Easy. Yeah. With, shit, with I don't, doubt. They just do one on the Patriots. <laughs> That'll be interesting. Oh, you know that I one's know. coming, but they're waiting for everybody to retire. So that way they yeah, can get the real you can't have yeah, people in the locker room still. Like, I don't know if Belichick's ever gonna ever allow all access to that team.
3: In, in all honesty, they probably gonna they probably nah. just gonna wait out the, the rest of Belichick's life before they, they're they like, Okay, let's go.
2: Yeah, I, I think that's the way that shit
3: see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, is it but funny, then, am I the only one that's uh, that's realizing that there's a ESPN 30 for 30 cinematic universe because all these stories at some point connect tie into each other like,
1: yeah Yeah, because you know they're going to have to talk about when Jordan left and there's a doc when he went to play baseball, there's a mm-hmm. documentary on that there's a 30 for 30 on that, there's a 30 for 30 on Rodman There's but Remember, a, there remember when he left to play baseball, not only is there a 30 for 30
3: on that but remember with Reggie Miller's Thirty for thirty, that was a point where was Jordan retires. Now the East is wide open. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. all of these
1: are connected, and like that's that's just funny to me. And it's crazy because if as soon as that team broke up, as soon as that last ring Jordan left, everyone left. The Bulls literally have not won the finals since. Shit, they didn't go to the playoffs until two (laughs) thousand five. Yeah, until that. When when did um Derek Derek Rose show up? That was the year he showed up, right?
3: Yeah,
0: no, Derek Rose
1: showed up in two thousand eight. Oh, okay. Oh, so, fuck. Now you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they didn't go back to the playoffs in 2008. So, there was a drought. They're still in a drought.
3: No, they went and back they, to the playoffs in 2005. But when they really were became contenders was when Rose, a couple years after he got there in 2008. So, I would say 2010 ish.
1: Is and it's crazy. Happening. He literally chased Phil Jackson out of Chicago to L.A. and made another and won five more.
2: <sighs> Thank
1: you, Jerry Krause. Appreciate you. That's why I will not fully talk <laughs> shit about that, man. <laughs> <laughs> he went from Jordan and Pippen to Kobe and Shaq. Like yeah. what?
2: Give and me that got five yeah. more. I did Shit. make fun of
3: one of my uh, one of my friends online, and I was like, mm-hmm. I tagged him in it, and I was like, after seeing what I've seen and knowing fully knowing about Jerry Krause, I will never take his slander, his Lakers slander, to heart anymore. <laughs> Fam, I do not know how you do it. <laughs> I mean, if because, I was a Bulls fan, well, oh, go on. Well, because I gave the perfect example of um, of Magic Johnson when uh, in 2000 or not. I'm sorry, in 1991-92. Mm. So they're coming off of just winning the title, and Magic had Funk with the head coach because it wasn't Teddy Riley at the time, and it's slipping my mind who the head coach was. Um, but anyways, he had Funk with him because he's like, I don't like the offense he's running. I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Magic went to Dr. Buss' office and Dr. Buss just looked at him and was like, okay, so just name who you want to replace him and I'll do it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. What do you want to eat? Like, And it was done. Like, That's just how, <laughs> Martine, and I have, that's just how Martine and I have grown up with this organization. It's like, yo, I'm, I, excuse me, the players come first. Whatever our star players yeah, want, that's what I they see. get.
0: Yep. I can't but- imagine
3: Magic going to Dr. Buss' office and being like, yo, he's bothering me. And even looking at him like... So, what's your point? You don't win games. The organization wins games. That's still wild to
1: hear. That's the most wildest shit I've ever heard in my life. You telling the greatest basketball player of all time, you just a nigger. You didn't win shit. That's what I heard. Like, that's pretty much what I heard. You didn't win shit. I won shit. I won it, too. He wanted his participation points. Oh, my God. That's just wild. (laughs) Like, if I was like, man, I regret ever talking shit about Jed York. Sorry, Jed York. Because we just, sorry, again, sorry. 'Cause both fans, I don't know how y'all did it. I I don't know. It's like I would have been so pissed. I would have been happy with my six rings, but then to see my team just become shit, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> That's who it was,
3: Martin uh Martin, Paul Westhead. <laughs> yeah. That's who the coach was. I forgot.
0: Oh fuck.
3: Yeah, Paul Westhead. Okay, Paul Westhead yeah. didn't even uh Paul Westhead didn't even get to finish um if I'm not mistaken, he didn't even get to finish the fucking the following season. I think they fired him mid season. Shit. If not, that's if it wasn't right. midseason, then it was right at the end of that season. Like he, they were literally coming off the, the championship, and he was mm. like, "No, nah, I'm not fucking with him. He's, I don't like the offense." And Dr. Bus was just like, "Okay, Magic, don't worry about it, baby. Like, <laughs> just tell me who you need, and we got you. What you want to eat? You want a Playboy model? I got you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just what it was." And so I don't understand rooting for an organization that isn't like that. I just don't get it. Uh, Don't blame me.
2: Seriously,
1: what's even more fucked up? I don't know if y'all read this shit, but they said that Kobe filmed his interview or his clips for the for the documentary literally a week before he died. Yeah, that's wild. That is wild to me, and that's why Jordan was like getting emotional when he was talking because it was like he like Kobe called him like yeah that's my big brother, and like when you when you talk about at Kobe's funeral like Jordan said that's my little brother. Yep. So yeah, man. And and then again, I was just thinking like you guys gotta stop comparing Jordan to LeBron. Again, like I, I hate talking about it, but it's like you guys gotta stop saying that he's better than him. Like I'm seeing how he has that will to win. Like you will not you will not beat me. That's pretty much that's Jordan's mentality. I am not gonna give up. I am not going to check out, I am going to win by any means necessary. And I've seen, again, I've always said this, I've seen LeBron mentally check out. I've seen him do it. And I think, you know what what should have happened? I think we talked about this. LeBron should have went to college. I mean, maybe. I don't know. He probably he didn't have that encoded no. in him.
2: Nah. Hell he would have no. been a grown-ass man. Nah. He would have
1: been Zion times a thousand.
2: Nah, I'm, I'm not even
1: talking about that. Like,
3: the NCAA would have milked him for everything while he got nothing. Yeah, that
1: too.
0: Seriously, dude.
1: That too. That too. I know
0: exactly. I know what you mean. Th- was, I was thinking about the player aspect the of it and, this, no, and I the get, game.
1: you saying, yeah. But you got to remember, before he even touched the court, he
3: had just inked the 90 million Nike deal.
2: Yeah,
1: and also for and also remembered what what Jordan was doing when he wrote to his mom, saying he only has 20 bucks in his fucking bank account and told him right. to send him cash. And I'm like, oh yeah, you winning them championships and you did all that for free. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I thought that to myself. I said to myself, you did all that shit for free. Ain't that about a
3: mm-hmm. bitch. Well, see, the, and the thing, too, is, like, it's funny watching 3-6 Mafia squeal. I just don't <laughs> care anymore because people oh, have... brown like, sexuals. <laughs> yeah, like, for those that, like, for, for them especially, it's funny to watch them, like, you know, try to find the, the median to prove mm-hmm. it because they'll just reach for anything.
1: But, they literally are. That's the funniest but in, part.
3: But in talking with level-headed people... For them, it's not even just, it's like, okay, yeah, he, Jordan's a great winner, but that has nothing to do with basketball. Jordan could play football and he'd probably be the best football player because he, or not even best football player, he would just be viewed as the greatest because his mindset is, I have to win. Yes, and they're, period. Like, they're like, then yep. they're like, but we're not talking about the mindset of winning. I'm just talking about the talent of basketball. And I'm like, okay, I understand that. I get that. Yeah, LeBron's a, a fucking freak of nature and a freight train. So, yeah. you talking about natural, God given talent and just the ability of what he can do. Alright, then yeah, LeBron's gonna be your best. Like if you can explain it to me in that way, then sure I don't I don't care. Because again, I view Jordan as the greatest and the person that Kobe looked up to, but to me Kobe is my favorite and nobody can do anything to change that for me. And I'm not wrong yeah. for it. I grew up with Kobe. I've watched Kobe from beginning to end. There's me wrong. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it just certain eras. It's just it's so funny when it becomes the nitpicking and the picking for any little thing to Try to say LeBron is better. That's when it makes it funny.
1: Yeah, that's the that's who I always see. They always get up a damn stat board like it's a PowerPoint spreadsheet. Like look at the points compared to this point, and look at this and look at that, and this makes LeBron better. He's a better player than Jordan ever was. Like Jordan got five rings, but LeBron's LeBron's performance during the um, finals in two thousand whatever was a lot more impressive. What? What?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> no! Oh, Jordan got sixty. Jordan got sixty-three yeah, nah. points. Jordan got sixty-three points in the fucking first r- in the in in the playoffs. But LeBron took a whole team, took a crappy ass team to the finals. He got like forty-something points. And I was like, "You talking about the playoffs? then the finals?" Mm-hmm. I. I I mean, yeah, he got 63 points, but that's the playoffs. I mean, they matter, but not really. LeBron took a scrub team to the finals, which is cool, but he got swept. And but see,
3: that's that's just where that's just where it boils down to. Like, what do you prefer? Do you prefer having the 63 and getting knocked down the <laughs> first round, or what, do you what, what, prefer taking somebody all the way to the end game? You know what I mean? Like, it's that's that's the apples <sighs> and oranges type shit that I don't, I don't really care about. It don't matter to me. What are
1: y'all that. gonna call? What are y'all gonna call LeBron fans when he gets y'all that for – If if from when when he gets you all that fourth ring, for like that that ring, not fourth ring, but that that his fourth ring, you call him four six mafia. I mean,
2: no.
1: nah, they'll be three six mafia to me
3: <laughs> forever. Even when he, three, he gets six. that fourth ring,
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, Shit, nah, I don't know about all that,
0: bro, <laughs> I'm just like, no, goddamn.
3: Their fan base will always be three six mafia to me because, as far as I'm concerned, if LeBron's able to give us give us a ring then that's a Lakers ring and I've already accepted LeBron <laughs> as a Laker <laughs> that's you know
1: a Laker I'm so that doesn't count for
3: <laughs> no 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 no, it I don't I, I understand, it you for, understand it what you're talking about as the, though, it counts for LeBron as a Laker and there's yeah, a lot of people that don't want to they still are upset that he's a Laker so as far as I'm concerned no you're still 3-6 Mafia that ring belongs to us and LeBron not, is not LeBron. Uh, I
0: get you Yeah, you I know, know what
3: you mean Seems like LeBron is us, so I'm cool with it. I'm not disrespecting LeBron. I'm disrespecting you. That's how I see it.
1: Yeah, I think honestly, because I'm just gonna say right now that this season is pretty much canceled. Like the NBA season, it's, it's practically canceled. I don't think there's no way they're gonna come back. I yeah, think this nah, be weird. This finals, like I think LeBron has to watch this documentary to get that little seed in his mind. You know what I mean? Like maybe I mean, like
0: dog. It's already year seventeen. Like bro, you still yeah. Ain't I mean, got there's that. there's
1: not much you got to do. Like <laughs> LeBron like, got it.
0: You study the game too. Like you still ain't got that. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah, I know. But you but know, I'm just even, being
1: optimistic. Was, I'm being optimistic. Like,
0: it ain't
3: even that. He didn't need that. We saw what he was doing the last month of the season before it got suspended. He was on a mission at that point. Like yeah. he knew what he knew what time it was. Like he doesn't need that. Again, this ain't got nothing to do with LeBron specifically. It's just making fun of the Three Six Mafia. I'll never disrespect yeah. LeBron. Like, oh yeah, me neither. Me neither. You know what I'm saying? He did He's I, he's always been one of my favorites, and the fact he's on my team now, like that's yeah, ride off. You, you talk about LeBron, you talking about me, and I don't do that. So we, something got to be done. But it's just it's just it's that, just
1: funny trolling the fans. That's it's like yeah, it's like me, it's no, like that, me that and Drake fan fans. Base, that fan base will forever think, be Three
3: Six Mafia. I don't care if he gets us two more rings. Yeah, LeBron got five,
2: <laughs> but the Lakers y'all got, two got three. And you yeah. got three. <laughs> yeah,
1: the Cavs and the fucking no, no, the Cavs and the fucking Heat. Y'all oh, got three. Shit. LeBron fans, y'all got three. Lakers, we got the two. Y'all still got three because you ain't one mm-hmm. of us. Exactly. <laughs> oh shit! You know dude. the fucking vibes. Oh, I already know. Yeah, I get it. I completely understand that logic. It makes sense. It makes it makes perfect sense. I would right. said the same shit. Yeah. But yeah, this this is man. This is gonna be. This is a great documentary. Great documentary. So Round anyway, moving on. Applause. Round of applause. Round of applause. Round of applause um, for that. To finish up.
3: To finish up with hoops, I I completely did not realize that the WNBA draft was earlier this week. So I only ended up catching oh, the yeah. recap of it. But shouts out to Sabrina Ionescu, who went number one overall. Um, of course, oh, shout out. Yeah. Major props out to her because she's a big herself. She's from out here in Walnut Creek.
2: Yeah. Played, uh, Sound horns. Of course she
3: played at Oregon. Um, mm-hmm. quack, yeah, quack. Number one pick and she's headed to New York Liberty. And The New York Liberty just announced they're going to start playing in the Barclays Center. So People in Brooklyn are going to be excited whenever sports does return. Um, one of the biggest things though is I'm uh, bringing up that draft is because uh, the commissioner for that, they decided uh, to make Gianna, Bryant, Alyssa, Alabelli, uh, and Peyton Chester, uh, all three girls a part of the Mamba Academy who were, of course, in the helicopter that passed away. They all became mm-hmm. honorary draft picks. I want to commend the league for that. Yeah. Uh, they they named them as what, what could have been the future of the WNBA. And they even highlighted mm-hmm. uh, Gigi and said it could, it possibly could have been the, the Mambasita era. Like really she could said have that, and She said that in the video. Um, so, yeah, that was touching. Of course, uh, Vanessa went on and showed her appreciation. Um, just prayers out to her because not only did that take place, but earlier this week would have been hers and Kobe's 20-year anniversary, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 20-year. It would have been their 20-year anniversary, I think, over the weekend. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so just prayers out to her. And then the WNBA, they also have a new award, which is uh, named the Kobe and Gigi Bryant WNBA Advocacy Award. And as they That's put it, dope. they said it uh, it recognizes an individual or group who has made significant contributions to the visibility, perception, and advancement of women's and girls' basketball at all levels. Just class personified. Round of applause again. Round of applause uh, for them, yes. That, that couldn't have gone any better. Uh, mm-hmm. From what I heard, it was a very successful virtual draft, which only means one thing: when the NFL has their virtual draft this week,
1: it's going to be, gonna a be fuck trash. Because they already oh, said the mock-ups. Sure. They said the mock. They, said they did the. They did the mock draft, and they said like it was just a total disaster. Total yeah. disaster. So yeah, can't wait for that.
3: See, All right. See to me, the 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 Teddy Riley versus Babyface on Saturday is what made me so excited for the NFL virtual draft. Oh my god.
1: And what's even crazier is that at this point the NFL ain't going to be coming back this it's not going to come back this season. Like I really like now that I'm seeing how this shit's going, I don't feel it's going to come back this season. I mean, it no. might with a capital M maybe
2: with like a question said, mark. If, yeah, like
1: I said
3: if it does with come like back for there. The motherfuckers, bro. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Maybe? Mhm. <laughs> So like I it's said, like, if like does come
3: back. It's going to they're going to be a it's going to be a lockout, kind of like a lockout season in terms of it's going to be a shortened season. Yeah. And yeah. there's going to be no fans sure. in there. So you're
1: going to hear all the tackling.
2: Yeah. Uh,
3: and it's crazy is And the shit
0: talking.
1: <laughs> and it's crazy when you watch WWE, which I'm still amazed that they're still going on right now, they kind of laid the foundation on how to do this shit. Just have barely no fans, check the temperature, see that they're good, and then do your sports. Floor. Huh?
2: Yeah, and I know move to Florida.
1: Florida. Yeah, move to Florida. But I'm just saying like how they're doing this shit. I'm like, I mean it works, but they have limited people there. You can't do that in the NFL. You especially can't do that in the NBA. Just have nah, fun yeah. yeah you yeah, can't do it. Yeah, nah, There's seriously. a lot of teams It's just a lot of people Nah you, you can't do it that way 53 on the team,
0: yeah. On the active roster And then you got 70 something I think overall Or some shit like that Yeah that's the, yeah, that can't You got work. all the assistant coaches Yeah and then the Offensive fucking,
1: coordinators Yeah yeah, like yeah that's not gonna work At all At all yeah, maybe. Nah, Basketball <laughs> Basketball Maybe Maybe You know if you find Like an empty arena In a closed Closed location Maybe Maybe
0: but uh, yeah, that, that could work actually. Maybe well, see, the like thing I said, is that's a lot. The thing is, they were group.
3: talking about with the NBA. They were talking about just going to Disney World because all the facilities are there. Because of yeah. when they do uh, when they do summer league.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, like,
1: like like I said, maybe I don't know. You know, yeah. It's but speaking of wrestling, I almost said make this a little footnote. It was a re- another bad week for Vince McMahon.
3: <laughs> I don't He's know if y'all heard up at this point.
1: Oh, I don't know if y'all heard about this shit, but literally a few days after he folded up the XFL wrestling had a really dark day. It was black Wednesday. That's what they're calling it. And he pretty much had a phone call. He pretty much had a conference with pretty much all the employees, including his wrestlers talent pretty much everyone a video call and he pretty much said like yeah i'm gonna start cutting i'm gonna start laying off and firing people because you know COVID fucked up literally a day mm-hmm. after the whole ass nigga called him the great vince mcmahon and he's joined the economy the, the economy team to try to bring the economy back and shit so he laid off like pretty much wrestlers um producers people like crew members staff Office, like what's it called? Corporate people. People took cuts, pay cuts. Like almost like ten wrestlers literally lost their jobs. Like he he had to let them go. Like well known people, like from Drake Maverick, Zach Ryder, fucking Kurt Angle was still working there, which was fucking wild to me because he was a producer, and I was like, nigga, that nigga still worked there? Huh. Shit. Yeah like like let go of Kurt Angle Let go of like a few other wrestlers Like hella other wrestlers that weren't on TV Like they were literally hoarding talent Just to stop them from signing To other organizations and shit Which I get it but he was trying to kill the independent scene, damn near and now he Fucking laid them off and what makes it even worse Is that these wrestlers can't find work Because wrestling shut down right now
0: Yeah uh,
1: yeah, so ex- except WWE and AEW, AEW might pick them up, but they're doing the same shit WWE is doing, and they taped episodes. So it's it was it was just bad. Wrestling Twitter was just like sad about it. I was looking at it like, yeah, I'm not surprised that they fired them. But the thing that fucks it up even more is that WWE is going to make a lot, even though this is really fucking up the economy and shit. WWE is still going to be financially okay, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And in a nutshell, they didn't have to fire everybody. Vince just reacted. That's pretty much what Dave Meltzer mm-hmm. is saying. He just reacted. He saw what the thing was doing. and he was like, I got to cut heads. Fuck it. And just cut everybody. And just cut people. Shit. And foreload forelo- some people. It was a bad day in wrestling. But I mean, some of it, I, was, I wasn't I was that surprised. But I haven't seen this many wrestlers get cut in one day in like ever. And yeah. Damn, <laughs> That's right, and they're still and they're pretty much he changes mind. He ain't gonna be doing live shows no more. They're gonna do it like every two weeks or whatever. They're gonna not do not. They're gonna like tape shows and shit like that. And when it comes to money in the bank, you, did I tell did I show did I tell y'all what they're gonna do at money in the bank?
2: Nah. Yeah, he
3: said oh. they're gonna uh, have people just go up on the building and just go get the briefcase.
1: Pretty much, yeah, they're gonna tape the shit in WWE headquarters in Stanford Connecticut. And they're going to start from the bottom and then they're going to wrestle their way to the top of the fucking building where the Money in the, Bra- Money in the Bank briefcase is at. On some fucking Ready to Rumble shit. All right. Yeah. I was like, these, and they already filmed it too. And they already filmed it. So that's the thing. They already filmed it. It's going to be like another fucking theater shit. And it's just like, really? And this is so crazy. When I think about this shit that's going on right now, it's going like when we look back in the history books, we're going to remember that the only sporting... Thing that was going on Was wrestling Pro fucking wrestling Not basketball Not football Not hockey Not soccer Not golf Not volleyball None of that shit Tennis Wrestling Pro fucking wrestling Yeah That's just going to be nuts There was uh, I
3: I got one more I got one more hoop story To finish mm up, Which is I don't think it's going to tear down the NCAA But I definitely think it's going to be The step in the right direction For allowing players and student athletes to decide if they want to be in fact a student athlete um Jalen green who was the number one prospect in espn's uh 2020 top 100 he's a mm-hmm. high school star out here in california yeah mm-hmm. he withdrew he withdrew from the scholarship i forgot which school he was going to go to and he is now going to the g league they just created this new program where the elite prospects get a $500,000 contract for 1 year. Mm-hmm. And it's in a developmental program outside of the the actual traditional team structure, which means mm-hmm. that they will actually be getting a they'd have a whole separate team of just these top prospects just so they can learn and develop. And they would only <laughs> end up playing I think uh I think it would be twenty games compared to the fifty games. Like it's just to get their feet wet and get ready for everything. But there would be And they make against, money. Yeah, and they'd be playing against the competition that's also fighting for spots to try to get into the league. Um Yeah. yeah. This is a this is perfect to go into the right direction. Like this oh, is yeah. I'd like this. Happen, I'm Happened I during a dam, yeah. damn pandemic
1: and they're just like, Well, what the fuck? And they're like, What yeah. the fuck? oh yeah oh yeah like i (laughs) said
3: i don't think it's enough for to just completely tear down the ncaa however Mm -hmm. i think a move like this and the pandemic itself yeah you can get some stuff done because like you were saying busby you don't think that the football is going to start on time try telling that to the southern states they are fighting tooth and nail to make sure that it starts on time.
2: Well, that's like, why you know, Atlanta, that's
1: why Georgia's trying to open up so early. That's why all yeah, of them yeah. fucking in the South is trying to open up. Like, if you die, yeah, you die. If, I'm going to get which which my means football. if Georgia opens
3: up, that means Alabama for sure is opening up. If oh, they yeah, need to close sure. down to begin with. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't even sure. think Alabama yeah,
1: right. closed to begin with if we keep it in mm. the buck. No, I think no. I think they have. Sure. They have that shelter in place, but they're just, you know, you know how them Bammers, the Bammers are. They want their sports. <laughs> Yeah, Man, you so, gonna tell them football's canceled? Shit! Yeah, because they've
3: uh, they've told the they've told all the programs they're not starting anything until the students are actually allowed back on campus, mm-hmm. and they're still trying to find loopholes. Be like, okay, well, the players, and they're like, no, not the players included. There's remember, they're students first, like you guys have always been saying.
1: So if that's the case,
3: no, that's God's sense back. of humor.
1: That is exactly. God's sense of humor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's God's sense of humor. <laughs> when it comes to
3: When it comes to pain, the guy, the pain, these guys, it's always no. They're students first. They should be happy with what they get. Okay. Whoop. Well. Okay. You bet. got what you wanted. They're students now.
1: <laughs> you
2: can't live without you
1: can live without football. I mean, shit. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. One other note when it comes to wrestling, there was a death. Howard Finkel. Y'all know who Howard Finkel is? Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah, Howard Prefangle, sixty-nine years old. He was a uh, he was one of the first people ever hired from WWE, and he was their announcer from WrestleMania one to WrestleMania thirty-two. Like mm-hmm. he's the guy that did he introduced all the wrestlers like and matches like and a winner and. No! WWE World oh, Champion. Okay, 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 Yeah, he passed away this past week. Like literally Damn. the day after the freaking Black Wednesday, like last Thursday. He bleeding it was it was the like I said, it was just a dark day in wrestling for the for the past few days that last yeah. week. And it was just like fuck. Niggas getting fired and, and legends pass passing away. Yeah, man, that's fucked up. Rest in peace and salute to that man. For real. For real. Rest in peace to Albert Franklin. Yeah. Anyway,
3: music dropped and boy did it drop, drop. <laughs> <In abundance. laughs>
1: let me hit the gunshots <laughs> right. and and I don't know if you got the Joe Buddy gunshots but yeah yeah west side gun pray for Paris boy I smear. that was that's my favorite project from him that is by far my favorite Project from him Like let's put it to this way I was listening to that shit like I was listening to that album pretty much Like all weekend until the Teddy Riley Shit happened I could listen to shit Got so mad but it was a great <laughs> It was a Great album like I literally listened to that like All the way through like that day Dropped I was like I was just like okay Cause I've always had you know, I like Griselda, but some albums are kind of just like too gritty. I do like it. Don't get me wrong. I'm like, okay, let's listen to this. Right. And I'm listening right. to it, and it sounded polished. Russ Gunn was rapping his ass off. The features were just shining so bright. Fucking George Bondo with Conway and fucking um, Benny the Butcher. Conway damn near has one of the best verses this year. That verse on track three, mm-hmm. George bon- yep. Bondo. Oh my god, he ripped that shit. Three twenty-seven with Tyler the Creator. That was vintage Tyler the Creator. That beat is fucking fire. French toast with Wale. That was great. Beat was fire. Five hundred ounce with Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs wrapped his fucking my god. He wrapped his ass off on that.
3: Versace. That was, was five hundred dollar ounce. Was just like a fucking stunt of the the hip hop heads' perfect song. I mean, it's mm-hmm. fucking it's gun. Gives Rock Marciano, and it's produced by Alchemist. Like, what more do you want? And fucking
1: for for Versace, like that song was great. You want to know why it's great? You know who produced that shit? Jay Versace, that dude that you see on fucking all those Instagram clips and shit like that. You know who I'm talking about, right? Is that the
3: one where where, where we use when we uh, when somebody's like, "No, that's not good. I hate it," and we're like, "To you," and it's that. Yes, that's him. That's, a, That's, okay, him. Got it. All
2: right. That's him. That's oh, him. Yeah, he's. Wow. Like,
1: what? Yeah, he
3: produced
2: wow.
1: that. Yes, yes. Shit. I was shocked. He even said, shout out to Jason. I didn't know if it was the same one. It's the same one. I was like, holy shit. Wow. And then he got, yeah, I was shocked. That was one of the best beats on the album. I didn't know he had it in him like that. And then you got Clayborn kick that was that's literally named after fucking Drew McIntyre's finishing move, and shit, he should make that his damn theme song. <laughs> Shawn versus Flair, produced by DJ Premier and Westside Gun, said flat out he had DJ Premier watch Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair at WrestleMania twenty four while he created the beat. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit! Yeah.
1: Salute to Gun. Yeah. Salute then you got man. party with pop smoke. That was great with his tribute to Pop Smoke and shit like that, and then I, I can't pronounce the last one, the last track.
3: Let Dioliba. Fuck it. What?
1: Okay. <laughs> 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 that's what. That's what it's called. You have
0: said that shit. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> <gonna> jump, dog. <laughs> what? <the fuck>?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah that whole album like that was great that was great rap music i was like i was impressed round of applause what's that not only was it perfectly balanced it was why
3: it was perfectly balanced Mhm. it was just uh, he had just had a nice uh variation of producers on here yeah like no vacancy which is the first song that's dj muggs Mm-hmm. Um, derringer is on here twice, and and he's it's no coincidence he's on basically the Griselda tracks where it's all three yeah. of them together. Mm-hmm. And then Alchemist is on here twice, like you said. Premiere did sean versus Flair. Mm-hmm. Tyler Tyler the Creator himself is on here twice. Once rapping with Joy Badass on was it mm-hmm. 327. Yeah, Joy Badass.
1: He that was vintage Joy too.
3: Yeah. Um, so he does that track, and then he comes back and he produces Party with Pop Smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, oh shit uh, like you said Jay Versace which was it was a shock to everybody Find out, like he just had a nice balance so you got you had a a nice a nice cohesive project and it, everything sounded well put together but you got different variations of it because you had different He's... people behind the boards on it mm-hmm. like I think that's I think that's what has been missing from um, Westside yeah. Gun projects which is mm-hmm. he would get in with Derringer or he get in with um i think it's a uh, in-house uh, people, yeah, beat yeah. Butcher. yeah. So it'd be yeah. derringer or beat butcher strictly and then that was it which is mm-hmm. you know it's fine yeah. it's he's keeping his staying down with his people but when you do something to this magnitude where you got some legends on here in addition to the guys you came up with it's yeah. very hard to fail Hmm. no i, I yeah, this is this is easily one of my favorite this is going to be Rap albums. Yeah, it's gonna. I would even go as far as say this is gonna be one of those ones that's constantly
1: contending to fight for a spot in the top ten when it's all said and done.
3: Certainly <laughs> in my top ten.
1: Depending on what other albums come out when it comes to this whole pandemic, I'm really curious about how our rap albums are gonna come out during this whole shit. Yeah, yeah. this is this album's up there.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. no, yeah, it's. I I really thoroughly enjoyed this. So what do you um, think about ba- what yeah, do you think about the baby's album? For
0: tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> What do you think about yeah. the
3: baby's album JC? I didn't get a chance to talk to you about it. I liked it because I knew what it was. Uh um, I know exactly what, what I'm he's about. into when I listen to Jonathan Kirk at this point. Like he's, Yeah.
1: He's, you know I don't like, get, I, I don't understand like, how people were hating on it. It was just like you know who this nigga is. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know like
1: people were um
3: people were dissing him for the the line in the um in the first song which can't stop when he was like uh I take a piss and it's lemonade um and then he was like what i, I take some shit and now let's chocolate pudding or whatever yeah like this is like the worst bars ever and i was like i don't give a fuck what he
1: said because we let biggie get away with some really suspect lines and we gonna, see this is why i don't li- nah they let drake get away with the cha- the the and taylor lines and all bunch of other fucking lines and that other people said other people the said he's a more yeah that shit other people said he's a more whacker shit man Eminem said yeah. the fucking butt police rear rear line. Nah, man. Like, nah, I've heard worse. This is good. I don't know what people were expecting from this. People were going like, oh, this is too soon. Why is he dropping an album now during this, man? No one could go out. I'm like, dude, he he dropped it and he went number one. He's going to have a number one album this year. Y'all said it's trash, but y'all listen to it and he's going to go number one. And for me, I love light skinned shit with Future. Pick, like I was pick just about up. to say. I was just about
3: to say the same way I praised uh, praised Guns' album for the features and the producers. The same mm-hmm. reason. The same way I'm pra- I'm praising this album. Like n- no feature seemed out of place. Yeah. Quavo and Fe- Quavo and Future on both pickup and light skin shit. They just showed out, but they didn't outshine the baby. So it was yeah. just it was a it was a nice blend. Um, I did not know how much I needed the baby and Roddy Rich uh, collaboration, but I want to hear more from them now.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Jump was
3: fire. Yeah, and I saw a lot of people downplaying uh, nasty with the Shanti and Meg the Stallion. And I was yeah, like, "Damn, I don't
1: know what they were
3: hearing." Like,
1: damn, that was incredible. Like, that's what I'm saying. One. Well, yeah, I don't know what people what expectations with the baby. People say they called the album boring. I was just like, what? What are you guys hearing? Like, this album sounds like the last album, and I enjoyed, I low-key enjoyed the last album, and the album before that, so it's like, this is what you're gonna get from him.
3: It's just uh, nitpicking whatever. at this point, like, it's, I, I, it's, it's basically the formula, which is, you'll praise somebody up, and then when they keep doing what they were initially praised for, then it's like, okay, I'm over it, but it's like, why, why are you doing that, you guys are the ones that got him here, like, so now yeah, you seriously. just want back on him, like, yeah, I don't get. It. I, don't yeah, get it. I, I don't get it. It was 13 tracks, and I had fun with all 13 tracks. Like it kept me yeah. moving all
1: day on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Well, I think that's what it is. Niggas ain't working. I guess because all of us are working, that's why we're enjoying this shit. Yeah, because I'm able
3: to go outside and still move while I'm working. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess being, maybe I that's guess what being it stuck is. Stuck at
3: home. Yeah, I guess being stuck at home is. But see, that confuses me too. Because you know, people they brag. Well, you know, now we out here working out. We got time. We got like there's. If you got so much time to be active, this is perfect, perfect active music.
1: I don't get it. I know. Mm. P- niggas are idiots. Anyway. Yeah.
3: Now. Yeah, now, now when it comes O-V-O. to this joint. When it comes to this joint. Ooh, let me take the lead on this one, my brother.
1: Ooh. OVO sound, man. Whoa, whoa, what let the me fuck? take the lead on this one.
3: Oh, my Duh-head. God. I have been waiting for <laughs> oh, my, my vision. <laughs> oh, my God. See
2: Oh my god.
3: There's a there's a story maybe Busby and I will tell you one day many, yeah. many, many, many years down the road. But Busby and I have a personally good connection when it this group division. And with the first album. believe yeah. it at that. Yeah. Um we we bonded together over the the first uh, pause like it wasn't in that pause, way pause but... I was about to say yeah pause <laughs>
0: yeah, nah. like, no 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 nigga. pause,
3: pause. But <laughs> yo that was a fucking pause. pause bro because I was
0: <laughs> drinking my
3: fucking water and shit <laughs> we bonded <brought it> together <laughs> diet, wait what kind of
0: the shit? fuck nah uh, not like that people
1: yeah
3: uh, no <laughs> time just, out yeah yeah uh yeah. Statue of limitations let's we'll just say that but anyway yeah. um. When it comes to Division, I'm very excited. I'm very, like, I am on the forefront when it comes to Division. I fully believe that Division is the best act on OVO, and nobody can convince me otherwise.
1: Deadass, he is.
3: Hmm. He really is. Yeah.
1: Um, Division.
3: Daniel Daly, 1985. Salute you, brothers. Round of applause. I wanted to start off by saying that first. Because a muse in her feelings. mm It is 16 Mm -hmm. tracks, and they broke this album down into four parts. First of all, that is an art in itself. That means that you are taking us on a journey, and this is a story. And as far as I'm concerned, when you incorporate Mm -hmm. a story, that means that this is a concept album. Uh And there was no, from the time the no good starts, it's just like, all right, we're here. I knew this Mm -hmm. was going to be a good project just based off of the singles. It became an instant contender for in my t- top 10 overall because the, mm-hmm. s- the album cuts made the singles for lack of better words sound like they didn't deserve to be on the album and the singles were fucking amazing. So that just lets you know how the album cuts sound. Mm-hmm. Um, there's So of course 1985 is the of course him being in the group he's the predominant producer but they got some co-producers on here. 40 is on here for a track and he mixes another one. Brian Michael Cox is actually on two tracks, and he co-produces No Crying with Future, and he co-produced what I thought was the top three track on the album, which is For Us.
2: Mm. Then you had
3: Alan Ritter, who, of course, if you know the name Alan Ritter, he's produced for Drake, Travis Scott, Kanye, even Joe Budden. Yeah, Yeah, everybody. Yeah, he floats in and out on this album. James Fauntleroy has writing credits on here, so they... Uh, I, knew is, I, I knew I heard
1: him. I knew I heard yeah. his writing technique on that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so this is clearly their most mainstream project. Very mainstream project. Because for me, I enjoyed this album, but I didn't enjoy it as much as the first two. And I mean, I'm not saying the album is bad. It's It's very solid, but I like the first two because it's raw... R and B, like it's raw, just fucking music R and B, and I love that shit. This is like they're trying to trans, like what's it called, transition, transition. to into, into the you know the mainstream, and that's cool. But I want that
2: raw shit.
3: Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I agree. This is this is uh, I I'm still in heavy favor of September 5th. Yes. However, when you put their catalog up. Which is September 5th, in the morning, and now I'm using her feelings. They're this three is for three-peat. three. Yeah they, they, yeah, they
1: three-peated. Not Party Next Door, not Drake, not Roy Woods, not Pop Can, but Division. They are literally they literally snuck out three, class, three potentially classic projects back to yes. back to back. And
3: what I enjoyed about this, man, is that, so if, like I said, each section, there's a different section for these songs. Mm-hmm. They just don't miss like they don't. when they want to get into their slow bag, they are there, and you yeah, have no choice but to. Especially accept
1: the it. La- especially the last half of the album. Day when they get in that, they, when you get that vintage division, yeah, that's like the last half of the album.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. when they get into their nice Caribbean bag, this mm-hmm. is not the Drake mans. No, nah. nah, this is this is. Both <laughs> of our parents are from Jamaica. We grew up on this. This that Toronto en- sound. Yeah, enjoy this with us, like. Bruh, the what is it uh of course dangerous city with Ty and uh Bougie Banton. and then it goes into so what with uh pop can mm-hmm. and then it goes into outlandish like you would think with songs that sound so similar in that instance would just be like okay they're just they're just running out of songs now whatever no that mm-hmm. was a nice that it was just nice to be like okay these are three songs of caribbean but they sound nothing alike and at the same time, they just—they're full yeah. of energy. They give you life. I love that. Um, I keep, there's not much else I have to say about this project. Like the features, nobody outshined them. I love the transition from "Keep It Going" into "Flawless" with Summer Walker. That was a beautiful transition.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, the way yeah. the way they 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 sequenced the album was great. Yeah. I, wonder, I wonder who engineered this shit Does does 40 have any like production credit on this shit? So 40 uh, 40 co-produced
3: I think Friends With Party Next Door And shout out to Party Party gave a hell of a feature on uh, Friends
2: mm-hmm. um, 40
3: co-produced that And then he mixed at least one uh, One other song on here So it's still uh, uh, okay. It's still the OVO sound album Like the only thing missing is, is Drake mm-hmm. Drake's the only person But of course he's the executive producer Um Drake's, is Drake thing, executive produced the album? Well, he didn't. I call him an executive because the thing that is, is he's still signed. They're still signed to him. And that's his oh, label. Okay. So that's, that's where I'm getting at. But as far oh, as yeah, uh, yeah, they, of course. they turned the album into him. So they weren't that he wasn't the hands on exec. It's just contractually. That's hmm. that's
1: where his attachment comes into it. Um, yeah. Like they literally like I'm just going to say right now, 2020, who would have thought? But OVO is two for two
3: yeah oh that's what i'm saying um even though majid jordan isn't credited as a feature on here majid jordan's all over this album as writers and producers
1: i knew i heard them i knew their i knew their credits were on it this wasn't this legit was an ovo collaboration project huh. yeah
2: yeah they uh, figured they, they,
1: out a, they figured out a way to work all together to bring this shit out huh. and i'm just
3: gonna say this Buzzbee. i don't know how you feel about it but from the first time I heard her, I am a Chantel May fan. Oh my God, the isn't way she came on again!
1: Isn't she? Wasn't she on Young Money?
3: No, no. no oh, you're I'm thinking, thinking of no, somebody no, else. You're thinking of Chanel.
1: Yeah. Okay.
3: No, Chantel nah, yeah, 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 May. Okay. Chantel May is actually is from Toronto, and 1985 has been working with her, not exclusively, but he's been working on some songs with her. I cannot get enough of. I like, like I said, I thought for for us was the song of the project when i heard it and then mm-hmm. i heard it again and yeah that, that was a great outro and yeah, yeah my the, my only problem with again was it was the outro and if that's <laughs> my only problem with it I, i'll live with that to the day i die <laughs> like <laughs> i can live with fuck that fuck it yeah yeah i that became be, a like, fan of, Ch- of Chantel may just off of that song alone i want to hear
1: as much from her as possible. All around, man. Round of applause for Division, man. Yes, but it was a great project. Like again, for me, it, it was a solid project. The like the first two albums, just raw, yes. This shit, it's it's solid. It's like okay. You can't keep it raw. You gotta you gotta put some smackdown into it. So yeah,
2: <laughs> I mean, I mean for, for for this
3: being the project that where they go into mainstream it could have easily they could have easily went into the cliches mm-hmm. they didn't like they, they still didn't. even they though me- it's not a raw album they still kept that raw essence about them so it's basically just a raw essence of them <laughs> over a more mainstream sound it's enjoyable yeah. I, I love it there it is that it is and ah, then, fuck yeah me. And then the final album I don't know if you got to it I know Martin didn't He wasn't able to listen to anything Yeah um,
0: Oh no, you were... know what it know is if,
3: Yeah I don't know if you got to Sex Tape 4 Busby by The Dream Oh no I I, was thinking, I thought you were
1: talking about Burner and fucking What's his name No I
3: wasn't able to get to that one
1: Yeah Sex I didn't Take get to that is,
3: Sex Tape 4 is good man <laughs>
1: I know he put tracks from 1977
3: on there Yeah um, hmm. It's good like it's, <laughs> I, I realize, I realize the problem that people had with sex tapes volumes one to three was just he just put them all out at once, so it was just like it was overwhelming for people, even though it was over the winter break. Mm. If he would have just, if he would have just did this for each month, and just did a volume each month, it'd be perfect, because this one, like it's, it's a clear cut, g- get to the point, listen. Um, Aiko is the sole feature on here on We Hours, and she kills her portion of that. Um, I've heard
1: great stuff about that record
3: yeah see I'm a, I'm a big time Dream fan and obviously mm. one of the reasons why I'm a Dream fan is because he never tries to hide the fact that he is a child of Prince in terms of musically and fuck my brains out which is track number 10 is a perfect example of being a child of Prince musically Like this, once you hear it it's just like okay yeah Prince would have did if, this, if Prince was in 2020 that would be a Prince song
1: Division, Division has some Prince-like songs on his album, too. Mm-hmm. Ish. Yeah, no, I, 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 fu- I fucked with this.
3: My my thought process, leave, thought process leaving this weekend where the music was, I left with two projects that are going to be fighting to stay within my top ten, because they're both in my top ten right now. Westside Gun and Division are both in my top ten. They're not leaving as of now. More down, More damn. Down. Um, and then, in addition to those... I left with solid projects from The Baby and The Dream 2. Like, as far as I'm concerned, this past weekend in music is, to me, this is the bar of the year so far. Like, you got to come with it to, to take out this weekend as far as music goes. This is a hell of a weekend. There's four projects, and I loved all four of them.
1: I mean, right, right now, all, all we're waiting for is just Big Sean. So, yeah. Big Sean. And as we're talking right now, this week, Top Dog is feeling nice. And I guess it's. TVE week, and he's dropping a new song every day from a top dog artist. And the first day was Absol. I didn't listen to. It. I don't know what the track was called. Did y'all listen to it? Uh, it, no, nah, but it was
3: a freestyle. Nah, I didn't get a chance to. But it, if I'm not mistaken, it was uh, Absol's first solo offering since 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, so. and yeah, Top Dog's doing all this. Round of applause, Top Dog. He's doing all this just because it's his birthday.
1: Yeah. <laughs> But everyone's kinda like who we wait. I was like, who's it gonna be? So everyone's waiting. Is is he gonna drop a Kendrick freestyle? So we'll see. Maybe we'll see. we might we might hear Sheet. from him.
0: That'd be nice. All I know is thank,
1: thank you, Top Dog. For we real. appreciate that. Seriously. Um,
2: what else hey, dude, going if, on if it's the heart
0: though, I swear to god I'm gonna lose my shit. Oh, what'd yeah. you say? Oh <laughs> you <know> my god. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm
0: just saying, dog.
1: I get it, man. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: know it's about that time.
1: <laughs> Kendrick will show up when he shows up.
3: I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Let's be patient. I'm ready. I'm low
3: key I'm expecting to it to happen on Friday, <laughs> just ready. for them setting it for them setting it up how it usually goes down. Kendrick's always nah. the one that closes right. out these uh, appreciation weeks. Seriously. Yeah, he could be tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, the next one up could be Isaiah. What if uh, he uses this opportunity to say, "All right, Isaiah's album's finally done. He's the last one to drop because he's coming out in a couple weeks."
1: Yeah, I mean, reason already said if Isaiah drops, you motherfucker's better fucking put him up there cuz y'all keep bugging us about the shit. Yeah. So. Yeah.
3: Um, let's see. Keep it in in LA. Uh the game was in the news
1: once again.
0: Yeah, oh. motherfucker.
1: Yeah, you need to pay your fucking lawyers, you fucking idiot.
3: Shut up, dad.
0: On uh, Yeah. Shut up, game dad.
1: Says,
3: well, here's what's going on now. So, for those who are unaware of this, game was being sued by one of the women when... uh, What was was the show? For the Love of the Game? Yep.
0: Something in the game. I don't remember. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, so if Priscilla Rainey, um, she claims that he sexually assaulted her in between takes. Uh, This has obviously been going on for years on end. The judge then ordered both the royalties to Born to Rap and the actual LA Prolific Records label to Priscilla Rainey. So everybody yeah. had fun with it, but then there's now conflicting stories because both Game and WAC 100 are saying that no, it's not happening because Game's coming from the standpoint of I don't own the royalties, so how can you take it away from me? And I'm like, None wait, made- how the hell does he not own his royalties? And then that's when yeah. Wack 100 came out and said I own the royalties. And then I started thinking about it, and I was like, these motherfuckers might be geniuses because I wouldn't put it past Game. To know that that was on the surface, and then just say, "Well, they can't take it away from me. It's under. It's all under your proceeds, so you have it, and then just cut me my check every month."
0: Whatever,
2: Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever,
0: man. That I mean, that's kind of smart if if that's if that was the play. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, that that shit. Yeah. Nah, man. You can't. Whatever that shit, Buzzbee. Nah.
1: No, no. Yeah. I said whatever because it's just like. It's whatever. Like I said, whatever. I can just give a fuck about a whack one hundred. So whatever. Man, yeah, I, I agree with you.
0: I I know I know exactly what the whatever meant. Like I yeah. knew what you were trying to say, but like, like nah, bro. On a like, business standpoint, yeah, that but shit, I can't. That's just kind of genius, dog. Right? <laughs> like, for real. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, keeping it at California, especially in our neck of the woods, we want to send prayers and thoughts out to Cool John. Yes. Uh, the yep. HBK gang. Hmm. Um, for those who don't know, Cool John was shot multiple times uh, up in Richmond and fortunately none of the bullets hit any vital organs. Yeah. Um, he's going to be pulling through. Um just a fucked up situation, man. Like seriously. Yeah, sh- yeah. Glad he's okay like, though. Yeah. yeah, like it's just it's it's Definitely fucked up cuz I w- I was talking with Tarasi about it uh, earlier this w- over the weekend. And it was kind of just like it was like bro like, you would just think that certain people, just for what they've done and you know how they how they move, mm-hmm. it would just make them, at the very least, be like you know what we could go pull up on this nigga, but at the end of the day, you know in this case it's cool, John. Why are we getting no like come on, yeah. But yeah. but in talking I about that we, I, I had to see it from another perspective too. It was like fam if the jacket wasn't safe, nobody's, nobody's safe. safe.
1: No, like, Nitsy isn't safe. Nobody's safe.
3: Yeah, um, it's just it's a fucked up situation. But like you guys said, I'm i I'm, I'm so glad that nothing vital got hit. Um, yeah, so at this point, he's uh, still expected sure. to make a full recovery. Yeah, uh, that's so all. I've seen his photos, and
1: he's chilling. So yeah, yeah. Good, Rossi good. said
3: Rossi said that uh, it's actually been him that's been keeping everybody up in spirits. Like he's the one that's been cracking jokes and making everybody laugh. So. That's what's up. Yeah, that during a damn good.
1: pandemic, niggas want to shoot niggas? Like, really? Yeah. Really? I mean, the
3: same, like, I mean, you know, what happened up in Canada? Like, all of a sudden there's a, a nine, uh, what it? nine uh, victims, or, yeah, nine victims dead, and eight of them, and then including the shooter, whatever happened in Canada. And I'm like, over, How
1: do, how's that happening during a pandemic? Niggas got time. I mean, I told you, niggas got time. <laughs> so yeah. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Niggas showing up with a mask, with a fucking mask covering themselves, like, I guess. And then, so after they shoot the niggas, they go and wash their hands. Right.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, Get a hand sanitizer, like, yep. Oh, yeah. shit.
2: Uh, oh shit, Speaking man. of
3: Big Sean, um, Big Sean.
1: Big Sean still may be insecure, guys. Oh, yeah, let's talk about this nigga real quick, man. This is like this be the last thing, because I'm kind of getting tired. Yeah, Big Sean, so... How did it start? 2 Chains went on fucking Twitter and said that he had the best verse on Mercy. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He had the best verse on Mercy and shit, and he said that he killed everybody. So then apparently, I guess, Big Sean was doing an interview, and I guess he didn't feel he felt the type of way, and he called up, be called up to change like what you mean, man. What do you mean? I didn't you think you got the best verse? And he was like, Yeah, I was just talking shit. And he was like, Yeah, man, cuz Kanye fucking liked my verse when I recorded. I did it over like the barrel beat, it was nothing. And I had the best verse, and Kanye really liked my verse. So I don't know what he was talking about. I'm like, Why the fuck? You, yeah. the fuck? you yeah. Issa Ray now? Yeah, for real. Yeah, you Issa Ray, you hell of that insecure. And then when I heard How he was talking, then that just confirmed everything for me. You were talking to Kendrick. You did feel a way about the control verse. You were sending those little subliminal shots to him and then backing away. That's all that confirmed sure. to me. That's all that confirmed. Yeah, like, you there's, f-
3: there's no more. Uh, I, I will not defend that, and I'm not going to give him the benefit of the doubt anymore. Anytime you feel that type of way, like, there's no reason to feel some type of way about that. Like, if your boy, who was clearly affiliated with you guys at the time, feels mm-hmm. that he got on the track and killed it, all right, who gives a fuck?
1: Y'all on the and same then, team. And the main consensus was that 2 Chainz had the best verse. So, (laughs) I mean, yeah,
0: there's that, too. (laughs) I mean, yeah, everyone, even even
1: Kim liked the verse. Kanye liked the damn verse. He's the one that shouted out his damn verse the most. Not Big Sean, and I like Big Sean's verse. The whole song is fire. Like, yeah, that was just insecurity. I don't know why he really called his ass. That's the thing that got crazy. Like, he got that mad and called him. So then, that just like I said, that confirmed to me he felt a way about control and all those little and like no more interviews and the uh, me myself and I freestyle. Those those shots were at Kendrick and Kendrick did hear it and then he probably called him out on it and Big Sean was like no I'm just playing I'm just playing you know what I mean yeah. it. and then he did it again on no more interviews and then he was like oh really okay and then he did yeah. humble. No, yeah. I can't
3: I can't I can't rock with him and. Uh, any longer and give him the benefit of the doubt like it's clearly a Yeah. It's clearly he was a a hit dog and he barked the loudest like Yeah.
1: And some, the way some, he was some. talking about it too, he felt like you really saw how emotional he was about it.
0: Yeah, right. He's, he's definitely KD for sure.
1: <laughs> that and see
3: that and <laughs> wow. Uh, in addition to the um the IG lives with Janae Aiko Like I was I was watching clips of those like hmm Oh what? That looks a, that looks a little funny too.
1: He was doing he, uh,
3: he was doing IG lives with Janay and it was like some of the stuff he would be asking me. Oh like, yeah, that
1: shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he was like, yeah, "Would yeah. you compete was, dude, for looked, me?" Yeah, it's just like, "No, I don't compete.
3: Too. I only complete And I was like, "Why would
1: you ask that in front of everybody?" When you are like, "Okay, all right, bro."
3: Okay. Yeah, you got yeah, it. Yeah. You can have
1: it. I mean, I like his music. <laughs> I like Big Sean's music and personal. When it comes to other stuff, but that shit, mm-hmm. that just that just that said a lot about him. It really yeah. said a lot. Yeah. Anyway, um, finish, we can,
3: we can clear through these uh, empires, violent bro. Like it's it is what it is. Empire. What was that
1: shit? What was that shit? <laughs> I don't know. What was that shit? I what have no what idea the hell that was? If you don't know what we're talking about, Martine and the people. No, I don't. So there was a scene that popped up on social media. It was like, "Yo, what is Empire?" Because this is their final season, and <laughs> so this dude. Like, I, who was the dude again? Who's the guy? I know. Is he gay? I know he's always nah, gay. That's All of the, gay. Whoever the Whoever the oldest brother is. Yeah, the oldest brother on the show, he was talking to his mom. and then His tis, grandma. His grandma. He said yeah. some shit. And then the grandma slapped him. And then when he turned his face, he turned white. She slapped the black <laughs> out for him. <laughs> Replay it three times just to make sure I saw it right. And then Somebody she, did this. I saw this, like, The look on his face after, and he's like, "You need to get out, you devil!" You need to, and I was like, "Hold up, what? Well, hold up, what's going on here?" This show not what only the jumped fuck? the shark; it did a figure eight in the air and backflipped and all types of stuff. It jumped all. Oh, it jumped a whole sea load. It jumped over free. Really, like what? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. to say. She's literally slapped the black off of him. I was yeah, he so turned, confused watching it,
3: and I just turned it off when it was done. I was like, I don't even want to know.
1: I, I watched it three times just to make sure I wasn't tripping. <laughs> what the fuck? Why would you do that? No, 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 no. With the the slap because oh, the way just that one part. Yeah, okay. <laughs> just to make okay. sure I wasn't tripping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I watched this other show on Netflix. I'm about to tell you. I watched a show on Netflix called um, "Too Hot to Handle." So I'm telling you, Netflix, yeah. has the, Netflix has the holy trinity of social experiment shows. First there was a circle, then it was Love is Blind. Now it's too hot to handle. They pretty much get all these people from all around the world in, on an island or like a, you know, a resort or whatever. And pretty much they're all like horny and shit like that. And they pretty much told them flat out, you'll get $100,000. Every single one of you, uh, one of you guys get $100,000 if you guys don't fuck. None of you guys can fuck. You can't kiss. You can't jack off. You can't. You can't mess around. You can't do nothing. And if you do that, it, your hundred thousand dollars will be deducted. Hmm. Yeah, and you okay. guys got pretty much they said you guys have to get to know each other. Like you got to have form a deep connection.
3: <laughs> so I got to form a deep connection with one of these chicks, and at the end of the road, I get
1: a hundred thousand, and I get to pick the one that I want to no, have I- a deep connection with best. No, I mean, you don't have to do nothing. You can just still get the $100,000. Like, you don't have to have a deep connection with anybody. You can just chill, keep your hands in your pants, and you can still get it. But then the people around you, like your group, they have to be on that same height. No, but that's what I mean. Like,
3: you could get it either way. Like, you could be low-key and just go to the side and chill by yourself. But for fuckery's sake, like, all I have to do is literally just get to know each one of these girls and then just oh, pick just one, one at the them. end.
2: Or just get one of them, yeah, the one that and you really get feel thousand,
1: yeah. But then they, but you know they all fuck up because they yeah. like all of them kiss, They money gets deducted. It's it's fuckery, and I love yeah. it. It's like the holy. I'm telling Netflix, that's the holy trinity. It's a circle. Love is blind, and too hot to handle. It's like all eventually gets. I'll
3: eventually get to all that fuckery. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. at a point now where, yeah, and no, I agree. I'm not doing much shit. I might as well mm. binge it.
2: <laughs> you and know,
0: Larissa, I'm telling you, the circle Holy love is blindedness. Yeah. Now that, not, now that I'm starting to get days off and shit, right? Uh, no, nah, you should take a <laughs> nap, Martine. That's what you should do. Nah, that's definitely what I'm gonna do for sure. But, <laughs> but, but, but I mean, you know, when I'm awake, I gotta do something else too. You know?
3: Yeah. Definitely. Just a few more quick bits. Um,
1: we'll get to insecure next week.
3: This yeah, week really wasn't. Um, it wasn't
0: much for this week. I mean, no, insecure
1: is gonna be on the back burner because. Fucking the Last Dance. Well, I think it's just going to be on the back
3: burner because they got two extra episodes this season, so they're they're doing the same thing as Last Dance. They're building the, that up. Yeah. So we'll probably get to that every other week. Yeah. Um, shout out to Ashton Kutcher and uh, Mila Kunis because they're launching a quarantine line where 100 percent of all the proceeds are going to be donated to COVID nineteen relief causes. Nice. So shouts out to them. Round of
1: applause to them. They're married um, now. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they're married, but they have a daughter together. Oh yeah, so yeah, they're married. Him and Meg are married.
0: Huh.
1: It's Jackie.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, man. It's
1: Jackie. <laughs> that's Meg. No, that's I never Jackie. watched that. Yeah. I never watched that '70s show, so she's Meg to oh, me. You missed out. You should binge oh, that '70s my show. God Yeah, my cousin Isaiah told me the same shit. I know, but yeah, I'll, I'll watch it eventually. Show. It's fucking Maybe. hilarious. Uh, shit, it's on. It's on. It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. I probably will. Give it yeah. a shot.
3: Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see what else. I'm laughing at all the racist teens who got on TikTok mm-hmm. and are surprised they have to be held accountable. That just yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get into it next week because it's a little... It's clearly too much and I actually want to talk about it. Uh, there's some beef going on around Prince's protégés. Uh, Apo- Apollonia has called out Sheila E. over some For shit. What? And, For what? What? Uh, well, we might as well get into it because I can make it quick. Um... Apollonia is saying that Prince has disowned Sheila e for five years until he died like she's now trying to be on the um, she's just using this opportunity to just bring notice to herself because she's irrelevant yada 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 and when I had the damn. conversation with my mom my mom looked at me and she just said <laughs> <laughs> Sheila he had a whole career before Apollonia did and she's full of shit because she's putting out a damn book herself talking about everything that Prince was doing behind the scenes so who so- the hell is she so who's Apollonia? Like, wow.
1: By the way, that's like that's your stay ass to stand name group.
3: No, nah, Apollonia. Um, nah, cause Vanity Six. That was Vanity. Apollonia was. Um, fuck, was she in Purple Rain? It's it's yeah but, she was yeah she was yeah it's past midnight. I like my <laughs> oh okay fast. okay I know who they are yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um before the the listeners it's past midnight so my mind's like. The shit I Telling should know about Prince, now. like, it's, yeah, it's late. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so my mom's like, nah, fuck that, like, she's wildin', she goes, and, excuse me, Sheila E comes from Legacy, like, her dad has been, like, she comes from a family that's been playing, like, she's played with Santana, and a who's yeah, who, yeah, yeah, like, she's, she's like, on the floor. Yeah, mm-hmm. my mom clearly chose her, she dug a line in the sand, she was like, nah, I'm rocking with Sheila E. Apollonia yeah, gag and kiss my ass and I was like, all right,
1: I'll,
2: okay, I'll relay your message shit. to our
1: podcast. <laughs> kiss my oh, ass, right.
2: like Austin. I no, Austin
1: says that shit. I will whoop your ass the way he says yeah. ass. I mean, just it's funny. Uh,
3: um, shout out to Wiz Khalifa, Kush, and OJ. Ten year anniversary occurred. Oh yeah, and, and also that was, shit
0: blew my fucking mind. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, keeping man. it to the weed. Wait, who, <laughs> what? Yeah. And keeping
1: it on weed, the chronic is finally on all streaming platforms, including hey, title. Hey, hey. <laughs> yep. Including title, they have like a moving gif of like a moving cover art of Dr. Dre on the title because it shows it just shows Dre nodding his head. Oh, that's folk. right. <laughs> Stupid.
0: I didn't listen. Man. I didn't
1: listen to it. Like I remember because it came out the same time after on Saturday after the whole Teddy Riley shit. And I didn't listen to it. Number one, I was still mad, and I was like, I already have this album, and I already listened to it. I have the Dre beats. I know how this sounds.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 exactly. Listen to what? it again. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Now, Cush OJ is special because I, uh, like Martine was saying, when you actually think about, holy shit, it's been 10 years. I remember exactly where I was when I first downloaded the album and listened to it for the first time. And I listened to it on my way to start my shift at Blockbuster because at the time mm. I was a, a supervisor. And so I had to open up the store. So I had a full hour to myself. Mm-hmm. I burned the CD. Is that a time where you can still burn CDs? Yeah, yeah CDs. kids. Yeah, I burned the CD and I put it into the um, into the uh, Blockbuster system. And I just mm-hmm. played, the, played the joint from Jump. And man, I fell in love with that project right away. Because see, that wasn't Shit. my first introduction to Wiz. So I had already been a Wiz fan for a few years. That was just like, okay, now nah, nah, he's here now. I mean, he's... He's out of here right now. Like, there's no going back. That's what I knew.
1: I mean, we talked about it on our decade list, you know. Mm-hmm. We already talked about it you know, Cush and LJ, so. Yeah, just that had
3: to give great. it some
1: love. Give it some love. But anyway, this is episode 179. Yes, yep. 179 yep. of the Logical Sense Podcast. You can always follow us on the Shout Twitter. Shout out to Mr. Fab. At Mr. Busby for lowercase 08. You can follow the Twitter at Theological SP. You can always follow us on the Instagram at Theological Sense. And of course on the Facebook,
2: Austin. The hell yeah.
1: And of course on
3: all social hell media, hell. you can hit me up at JC. No yes. Um, Shout out to everybody that's continued to check in for the playlists. I had a playlist last week, for Martin's real? playlist for the 420. We kept that shit specifically for. Real? for What was today But you can still enjoy it all week Because all month is 420 Mm. And congratulations Martin I fuck with the playlist You did a hell of a job on it Thank you sir Thank you
0: sir For
1: real man And also I'm also glad you guys All of y'all in the Bay Area Stayed inside You know not those fucking dumbass protesters But you know the majority of the potheads Stayed inside Didn't go to Hippie Hill Why y'all couldn't go to Hippie Hill Because they locked it up Because they know some of y'all motherfuckers Are going to show up so yeah, they said they had that shit all locked up and chained up. Well, like, yeah,
0: I mean, they would have showed up. I promise you. Mm-hmm. Like What's the call? It, if they had one. I saw off, a picture of one jackass sure. sitting
1: there with his phone out. Like, oh damn, I can't get in. Oh damn, nigga, take your ass home. <laughs> shit, smoking home. What you do every damn day? Smoking home and enjoying Netflix, for man. real. <laughs> Isn't that what y'all do
0: anyway, you potheads? Shit. <laughs> hey, come on, man. Come on, man. I mean, yeah. Get your shit off my team. I'm all you already know man Follow me at Beats Be Killing I'm on all social medias On all your digital streaming platforms Search Venomous Spell V-N-M-S yep. And man I already dropped three tracks I was thinking about dropping another one Maybe two But nah you get some remastered shit On the uh <laughs> you get some remastered shit On this little compilation It's got the three songs I put together and two remasters. Shout yep. out my little cousin, uh, Nate. and You putting him on another track. Oh, oh, yes, sir. Oh, yeah. And one other shout out. My boy, Anonymous.
1: Anonymous, that dude. He dropped his album, Duffer Bag Diaries. Really great album. Pretty much one of my best. Well, I guess one of his best works. I forgot to mention that shit. That's why I, I how tired yeah. I am. It's a great album. Yeah. Really great album. Great beats. Great everything. I still got to get to it Yeah. But on that note, we're going to smoke some weed and go to sleep.
2: Give me a hell, yeah. Peace. Peace. Peace! Peace.